Here we are, a very special episode of the Direct Podcast. Huge news across all the universes you love and a very special bonus draft for the holiday season. Episode 125, the Direct Podcast. Let's get it. Truth is, I am a Jedi. I'm the vengeance. And I am Iron Man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in, welcome on, and welcome to another edition of the Direct Podcast. Very exciting, big, big episode today. I'm, of course, your host, Turbo Man, Matt Rimke, joined, as always, by my co-host, friend, partner, pal, teacher, box office correspondent, Mr. David Thompson. David, how are we today on a Saturday morning? Doing great. Woke up. Man, Florida sometimes, it's a little too hot today beautiful weather it's like 67 there's not a cloud in the sky i'm like yes this is why i live in the sunshine state not all the time do i think that most times i don't think that it's too humid it's too hot today i'm like ah this is why people live here so matt i'm doing all right it's one of those like nature is uh, you know bringing me up a little bit It's, it's uplifting today how are you doing there in colorado I took my dog on a walk in 20 degree weather this morning, um, <laughs> which stinks, but but it wasn't windy at all. And in Colorado, there's no humidity. So like if you're bundled correctly and the sun is out, 20 degrees ain't half bad. It's actually a pretty decent way to start your morning. It's the hands that get me. I always right. forget gloves. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, no, I'm doing well. Um, it's a fun, fun time of the year. It's Christmassy. Yeah. Um, we're doing a little Christmas segment at the end of this. Me and Aaron uh, today, it's both of our days off. So we are going to some sort of Christmas pop-up bar somewhere in Denver. We're going to do the candy cane lane thing. I'm very excited about that. Um, before we dive into it, David, a little housekeeping. Next week, very short episode. We are going to review Avatar Way of the Water and catch you up on any news from the universes you love. But that's about it as we prepare for the direct awards, which we'll be recording in like 10 days. And uh, we'll be dropping to podcast feeds everywhere. Christmas morning, December 25th, the direct awards. Always a very exciting time. David, I rewatched Avatar last night. Ooh, how'd that go? Yeah. Um, I I don't, I, I'm not higher or lower on it. It's it's a stunning movie. It's It's right. just, it's unbelievably cool. Like, I always forget how cool Avatar is because it is damn cool. Just all the concepts and tech. And, right. you know, you think about 2009, you know, Minority Report, Avatar, Iron Man, you know, holograms and tech like that was very, very cool at that time. Uh, still just a very simple story. Not a lot, not a lot to chew on. But I this rewatch has made me realize just how damn cool it is. And that right. makes me very excited for the sequel because we just get more cool with maybe a better story. Yeah. Which is very cool. Yeah. That's what it seems like. I feel like that's what I'm seeing on the internet, like more cool, right? Of these first reactions to the movie, more cool, maybe a little bit of story. I've seen avatar once on a phone on an airplane. So that's I have ridiculous. a, I have a terrible experience. Not a terrible experience. I just I've never actually like watched it the way it's supposed to be watched. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like where I come from. And I'm I'm very middle of the road when it comes to this sequel coming out. Two things on that. One, you can't get this thing in 4K anywhere. Mm. It's not on Disney Plus. You can't rent it in 4K. It's just 1080p, which sucks. 
What's your best home theater experience you have available to you before next week? I mean, yeah, I have a decent one at my house. I don't know. You got to watch this thing on a, a nice big TV. Right. You know what I mean? You got to get that in at least once because it is it is dope as shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the neon blue with the neon war paint. Like it. Right. It is very cool. And I have been to Pandora in uh, at Magic Kingdom in oh. Disney World. Super cool. Like that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because that that's exactly it. It's cool, period. Right. Like It is just yeah. a cool place to walk into. It's beautiful. It's stunning. The ride there is amazing. Um, it's like Flight of Passage. It's such a cool, awesome ride. And then yeah. that is the I mean, it's like you're flying through um, Pandora. It's such a great experience. So, yeah, that. That is definitely my most positive Avatar experience is going to Magic Kingdom or not I'm at Animal Kingdom um, and going sure. there. And uh, man, that's a lot of fun. But yeah, for this upcoming movie, I I'm excited in the sense of I feel like I actually don't have really that strong of an opinion either way on the franchise at all. So and it's been so long. If I really like this movie, I'll be immediately invested, I think. Right. Like I'll be like, OK, cool. Like. I'm excited to see the third, the fourth, the fifth, or whatever James Cameron's doing over there. Um, I will be invested. I'm not one of these people that I think is coming in thinking it's going to necessarily be bad. My expectations are just kind of, I don't have that many. I think it'll look great, but will I really grasp onto this story? We'll find out next week. Yeah, rewatching the first one, I realized just how much those video vlog scenes just hammer home all the exposition in a very meh kind of right. way. You know what yeah. I mean? We're not going to get any of that in this next one. That's not, that's not going to be a part of the story. That's what the first one was for. Right. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the lack of that in the next one, despite it still being three hours and 10 minutes. But yeah. that is Avatar. We will be reviewing that next week. Very excited about that. But until then, we got a lot of news to cover and let's get right to it. We're going to start with Perry White. Crime Wave. In Gotham, other breaking news, water, wet. The Hollywood Reporter bombshell has been dropped. A very interesting, lengthy, and fascinating article detailing the future of the DC Universe at Warner Brothers Discovery, Post, Gunn, and Zosloff. Here are the highlights. I'm just going to read through them, and then we can kind of pick and choose where we want to start. Um, you know, because there's a lot to cover. So many different IPs and franchises were covered here, all under the idea that the DC universe is under new management. And here's the intended plans moving forward. First of all, One Woman 3 is not moving forward as it was previously existing. Reports say that Patty Jenkins was asked to rewrite her script to better fit the, fit the overall plan. And she walked or rollerbladed right on out of that office. Just gone. See ya. Bye. So Patty Jenkins is out. Gal Gadot is still on the table, but incredibly unlikely um, uh, to return as Wonder Woman, given Patty Jenkins' departure. Man of Steel 3, also on the rocks. Um, reportedly, um, Man Henry of Steel Cavill. Two. Well, uh, three. That's, God that's dang up, it. That's up for Matt. debate, David. Mm. I got him, guys. Anybody listening? I got him so good. Justin. <laughs> I felt uh, so happy. Um, Man of Steel 2, on the rocks. Um, Henry Cavill has reportedly recorded a cameo for The Flash. He did so while recording Black Adam, which would make a ton of sense. Um, he Reports say The Rock may have forced Cavill into Black Adam despite a huge pushback from Warner Brothers Discovery. 
who may have wanted to use him as a, a bigger piece in the flash as opposed to a small piece in black Adam. But the rock used his rockness to make that happen begrudgingly for WBD. So with all of that man of steel two on the rocks, Aquaman two might be the end of Jason Momoa as Aquaman, given the whole reset nature um, uh, going around the WBD lot right now, Rumors are saying Aquaman 2 might be the last film in this iteration of the DCEU and Momoa's last as Aquaman. However, the article does point out Momoa as a quote-unquote pivotal figure in the future of the DCU. Dots have been connected and people are thinking that means he is being cast as Lobo. Um, one other piece of news, the Batman is reportedly completely safe. Matt Reeves' Batman, so that is not something we are considering given the off-world presence. And then, of course... James Gunn has responded to the article um, on Twitter. Incredible transparency out of our boy Jimmy Gunn. He says that some of it is true, some of it is half true, and some of it is completely false. Wonder Woman 3, not moving forward. Man of Steel 2, On the Rocks. Aquaman 2, the end of Momoa, and the Batman, reportedly safe. David, Gunn says some of this is true, some of it is half true, some of it is false. Which of these highlights do you believe to be completely true? I believe Wonder Woman is completely true um, because I the reason I say that is because that was the leading report from this mm -hmm. article. It's fascinating. And I recommend, you know, not, not only listening to this, but if you want to go back and read the original Hollywood Reporter article, because it is a journey <laughs> like the, yeah. the Batman tidbit is the last paragraph yeah. in the whole thing, which is like a pivotal part of everything. Yeah. And there's just so many like little nuggets tossed in, which makes me think. The fact of the matter is that they don't really know entirely. And that's what Gunn's getting at. Like, there's a wide range of spectrum of truth here. I believe Wonder Woman 3 is not happening. Um, I, th I think Wonder Woman 2 was obviously affected by the pandemic a bit, especially considering the box office. But commercially, or I should say critically in the fans, didn't like it either. So I think Wonder Woman 3 is out. And honestly, I think the thing that, I know you didn't ask me this, the thing that he doesn't know, my guess, is Henry Cavill, because there's so much like back and forth with him right now. It's such a strange situation where Michael DeLuca, who just took over Warner, him and uh, Pam Abdi just took over Warner Bros films, essentially, um, when WBD became a thing in April. And he was like they were then trying to move forward with Cavill. And then they hire Gunn, and now it's like, what's happening? You know, and it also it seems like a really weird move that Momoa would just change um, characters in the DCU to Lobo. I don't know the credibility. I, I, that seems like such a strange move to me. Um, but honestly, my overarching kind of opinion on this, and I think that is from everyone that read this entire article, right? It is a journey. But once you get to the end, you sit there and kind of like, exhale thinking they're going to reboot this whole thing and that's that's what it seems like yeah and honestly like after sitting with it a while it's it's nice that i think we had a few days matt um we hopped on agents of fandom with those boys shout out garrett and tj and we had some like initial reactions and i think on there i was pretty i don't know i, I want to make my point across like no one's gonna stay no one's gonna be completely happy with this and Gunn says that in his like threads of tweets too. It's like not everyone's going to be happy about this transition period, but that's the direction they're going. I think the Hollywood Reporter 
doesn't know the exacts of what, and I don't know if they do either, the exacts of like how they're going to reset this universe. But that's the direction this is heading towards, which opens up a litany of weird situations, but also a sense of hope as well. So, Matt, going back to you, what's your opinion on two things? One, what you think maybe like wasn't true in this. That's kind of what I'm curious about. Like, what you think? What do you think has the highest odds of like just being false? Right. Where John's like, that is not true. And what was your opinion after just reading that whole thing? After taking that exhale, exhale moment, what was your like initial thought? Right. I think um, the completely false, I think, would be Momoa as Lobo. Um, it, even if it's still a possibility, I don't think it's been discussed as of yet, um, despite how excited everybody seems to be about it after that Brandon Davis interview. But I just don't think that there's any you know, substantialness behind Momo as Lobo. It could definitely still happen, but I think it's the most likely of all these situations. Um, I think Wonder Woman 3, I agree with you. That's the most true thing here. It's just not moving forward. Um, it's been three years and, you know, we haven't heard a single thing about it. So that would make a lot of sense. But um, yeah, after reading the article, obviously the journey is a hilarious article in the sense of like just how many different major headlines are weaved into one article. Like uh, over at the direct.com, we have a Slack channel where we assign uh, articles and reports to writers who are available at the time. And there were like three assignments right in a row, all highlighting the same article. And they were all worthy of their own breaking news article, which yep. is so funny to me. Um, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, Batman being safe, that being in this article as well is uh, very exciting for everybody. I don't think anybody expected the Batman to be um, altered in any way by Gunn and Saffron. I don't think that they have that mentality where, no, 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 we're going to do our own Batman. Screw you and the thing that you started because people love it. And Matt Reeves and James Gunn seem like they'd be friends. They're both really nerdy and weird and in like the most artistic directory kind of way. Right. Um, so. So I do I do think that they can work together very well. Uh, and that's the thing people aren't talking about enough with James Gunn is like how many different creators love working with him yeah. over and over and over again. So that's really exciting for the future of the DCU. Um, obviously, the Henry Cavill thing is the most ambiguous part of this article because he said a month ago that he's back. He was in a movie a month ago saying he was back. The Rock, the leader of that movie, said that he was back. And now there's reports say that he's not. I think that's the half true part of this article. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, and the, the article also states how he's filmed something for the Flash, and now they don't know if they're going right. to add it or not, which is like such a crazy concept. That's the see. That's the interesting thing for me. I think that is kind of the crux of this entire situation. Is because I I think obviously before Gunn and Z uh, Zaslav took the reins, there was a plan. They come in and they're and they were tasked with changing the plan. That that meant changes were going to go down. The thing about Henry Cavill is I do think that like that whole rumor slash report that WBD wanted to save him for a crisis on Infinite Earth situation in the flash where he could, you know, have an appearance there and kind of like be the linchpin of the universe reset. Because honestly, you know, as much as, you know, Batman being in the flash and different iterations of the flash and different, you know, Superman type characters, Henry Cavill being in the movie that resets the DCEU, that makes a lot of sense. That makes more sense than anything else, I think, because, you know, that it's kind of an homage, right? You know, giving right. everybody their flowers um, from the original version of the DCEU. But I, I truly do believe the original plan was to use Superman that way. And The Rock came in and said, no, we need him in this movie. 
people are going to love it. Somebody's going to take a video of somebody screaming in the theater about it and everyone's going to love it. No one's going to hate that at all. Um, and, and I, I, I honestly think that move bringing him in, in that post credit scene ruined the surprise of him being in the flash and like the impact that could have weighed on that movie. Um, and I think that was like a final straw, like they were on the fence of like how much they want to bring Henry Cavill back anyway, the rock forcing him into black Adam, I think was the tipping point of like, okay, we, we, we just can't, we can't bring him back now. You know what I mean? Like they've, they've, they've dug their heels even deeper into the old DCEU with Viola Davis and black Adam and Henry Cavill being in one scene together. Um, so I, I do believe that that was like a final straw and, that's the half trueness of the article is that it's somewhat painted in the light that like it was James Gunn's decision. And like people are on the internet are almost acting like the first thing he did when he stepped in the door was take Henry Cavill out of his plans. I don't think that's true. I think that, I think (laughs) that there were opportunities on the table to reset this thing and any soft reboot chances with Henry Cavill were kind of thrown out the window when they half has did it and, black adam when it didn't make a ton of sense narratively it was a post-credit scene he wasn't even officially part of the movie and old suit new hair new theme they they kind of already they they jumped the shark essentially on any soft reboot opportunities and i think that's the fallout here so yeah moving forward with the dcu i think this report has just kind of let everybody know and kind of cemented everything like I expect to hear general audiences talk when I'm at movie theaters and when I talk to my friends, be like, oh, yeah, aren't they just going to reboot the whole thing? I think this article did that. I think this article put it in the lexicon of, oh, there's a reboot coming. So people can either get excited about that or be upset about that. Either way, there's an opportunity for a fresh slate, which I think everybody agrees this universe desperately needs. And honestly, I think that the majority of like general audiences and people in general, like just People in general would be excited about them rebooting the whole thing. Yeah. However, my issue with which we will talk about uh, in the coming months is how they're going to if they announce a reboot, if je- if they do a like 30 minute James Gunn in front of a green screen, you know, like announcement thing where the uh, says there's, there, we have plans there's a reboot, all this great stuff. How do they market the flash? How do they market? Uh, Shazam, which comes out in a few months. How do they market Aquaman? It's such an awkward, clunky, just non-organic transition period that they may just have to endure. And yeah. I think on, I think they all know that, but they're going to have to give audiences a reason to go see those movies. And that, to me, is where if I was Gun and Saffron, I would be like, this is such a headache, you know, because you want to just read... I'm sure Gunn wants to get his hands in there and just say, we're going to tell this story from ground zero. But at the same time, we've got the executives that care about the bottom line. The flash is testing. Well, you know, people like the movie and then that's the issue. It's like, what if people love Shazam, love the flash, love Aquaman, and they are all our box office hits. What do you do then? You know, it's such a, it's a very, very fascinating situation to me because you can't, if you're WB, if you are the the business itself, you can't bet on or want those movies to do poorly. But at the same time, you almost don't want them to do too well <laughs> because then you second guess this possible reboot. 
I mean, this is, I mean, this is the decision they made, you know, that's, right. that's why it was a meeting that had to be made. Like, obviously anybody could have walked into the DC office and be like, Hey, we should do a reboot and some, and it would be so funny if the executives are sitting behind their desk being like, Oh my God, what a great idea. How have we never thought about that before? The reason, the reason it is a tough decision is because there are flaws to it. That being everything that we already have the wheels turning on, those are at risk of performing poorly. So, like, I feel like yeah. that's baked into the decision to hire James Gunn. <laughs> like, like that—that that was like step one of whoever's making these decisions at WB. Okay, do we reboot or not? Yes or no? If yes, who do we bring in to do it? I think James Gunn was step two on the overall process of decision making for WBD. So, I think like they know that those movies are going to struggle because there isn't a universe investment. However, you know, you ask any hard quote unquote, hardcore DC fan, they're going to talk to you about how much it doesn't need to be connected. So maybe they're just one off, you know, really good movies. And right. and I think that's a win for everybody. And, and that how you market it, David, James Gunn comes in and says, okay, now we're going to introduce the DC universe, not the extended universe. You know, these movies are happening there. This is a flash movie. This is an Aquaman movie. This is a Shazam movie. Here's what we're doing to bring all of these characters together in one universe. And mm. then you go down the list, Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, etc. What it does, honestly, it pushes the flash and Aquaman back on the list of uh you know like whatever the 10-year plan is they can't come in the first couple of years of that right because it's going to be too close to the flash it's going to be too close to aquaman 2 um you know you look at what happened with spider-man that was a little close to uh the amazing spider-man 2 and it caused people to be like wait i thought andrew garfield tom Holland, right. new mutants you know that was the last one to come out or even dark phoenix i guess Look how long we've been waiting on the X-Men now because we need to let that separate a little bit. We need to gain. So it just pushes the Flash and Aquaman back on the roster, I think, a little bit for me. Yeah, definitely. And this is going to be interesting I because I'm still not fully convinced it's going to be a hard reboot, but it might. It very well may. I'm just excited to see because they're the the article also mentions how they're meeting with Zaslav kind of to basically present their yeah. plan like they're like okay this is this is our plan so he doesn't like the <laughs> the ceo of the entire company doesn't even know yet so we really don't know but it'll be very interesting shortly to find out more of what's happening here and really get like from the horse's mouth because gun is so transparent it's awesome i love it we will know i think sooner rather than later what his plans are once he gets the green light on whatever it is it's it's just the the whole soft reboot versus hard reboot thing. There's so many strikes against the soft reboot idea because Snyder Cut is a strike against soft reboot because that's a step backwards. Henry Cavill being in Black Adam is a strike against soft reboot because what do you mean? Like, you know, I, I thought this was a different thing, but we just brought back. And then Shazam and the Flash featuring so much footage and interaction with Batman aquaman superman you know what i mean like that shazam trailer mentions every single justice league member who's up for grabs right now which is a, a it's digging their heels in the ground i just think like the it's so much more difficult to soft reboot now than it would be a hard reboot which doesn't make a ton of sense because soft reboot should be easier it's just it's a mess and I, i'm excited for the future and once james gunn gives us a presentation we will talk it out because right now we're all just guessing and we can sit here and guess all we want we're about to fan cast these guys and that's very exciting but like as far as like what movies are coming out and when they're coming out and how they're coming out and how they're gonna that's just guesswork until james gunn says something so once that happens we will cover it but for now 
um, I think we dive into how do we how do we replace these guys? How do we how do we bring in the new era of the Justice League characters? Let's do a hardcore DC fan cast. Go fuck another fish, asshole. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that entire DC report in front of us, the future of the DCU seems more in line for a reboot than ever before. And with a reboot, we need new players. We need to bring in new talent, new blood, new athleticism into this team to bring these characters to life. We loved Henry Cavill. We loved Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa. Ezra Miller existed. We didn't love him, but he existed, right? He was there. And uh, so how are we going to replace those iconic characters with those iconic actors seemingly leaving the role? Um, just a quick note, the Batman seems to be safe, so we will not be fan casting Batman today, but we will be fan casting Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and The Flash, and David, to help us out, to help us bring that fan casting to life, we brought in some support, first and foremost, uh, resident direct podcast, direct podcast guest, and our resident Star Wars correspondent, Mr. Jack Pews. Jack, how we doing? Doing good, man. It's weird being on here to talk about DC. I feel like we've only done that for the news. So little change of pace yeah. today, but I'm excited. The exciting times, crazy well, stuff's happening over there, but here we go. For sure. And I'm excited to bring you in here as well, because like, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but I think DC's third on your list as far as the universes we cover behind Star Wars. 100%. Marvel. Um, so I, I like this kind of outsider's expect, uh, perspective a little bit. Who, who who would you want to see? Who would you who would get you most invested into these characters right. again? And um, that's very exciting to hear. And another different perspective, David, all the way across the pond, all the way over in another side of the world, our incredible uh, just content master over at direct.com. Uh, just a, a man of ideation is what I like to call him um, all the way from across the pond. Mr. Sam Hargrave. Sam, how are we doing today? I'm doing brilliant. Uh, great to be here, guys. Uh, once again, it's been a while. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I I just wish I had an accent, guys. Being from Middle Indiana, me you know, too. Really I say y'all, I say y'all a lot, but like yeah. that, that's, that's not enough to drag an accent. I don't think you sound fantastic, Sam. I'm very excited to have you on today. Um, I assume a lot of British people are going to be drafted today, so that's kind of exciting too, right? Um, like I said, we'll be fan casting Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and The Flash. Um, Sam, Jack, David, and Matt, we will all give our top picks for each. Hoping for some double ups. David, I want to ask you a quick question. Um, Hit me. You know, Superman aside, which of these characters are you most excited to see recasted before we dive into it? Um, Gal, uh, I, 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 yeah, Gal Gadot. Wonder Woman, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Gal Simple Gadot. as so that, David Matt. Wonder Woman. Well, what I yes, mean, that's the thing. Like any 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 answer I give right there, it's like okay, David hates blank. <laughs> you know, well, no, <laughs> set me no, up a failure. See, you could have said the Flash, and I could have said David hates Ezra Miller. You've been like, yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is, I mean? he's okay, a terrorist. That, I mean, I was gonna save it. He, Ezra Miller, <laughs> beyond the actor who's in, currently playing Barry Allen, there a Flash movie opens in June. An Aquaman movie opens. Christmas of next year. It's such a weird concept right. to be recasting these people right now. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, 1984 Blue. That movie sucked. So like, it, suck. it works for me. Like, yeah, let's let's reset this thing. Let's redo it. Let's get someone else in here. Let's Patty Jenkins can't make Star Wars. Can't make Wonder Woman. Let's just refresh. Hit the reboot. Roller blade though, man. 
Let me tell you, she can rollerblade with the best of them. Um, no, that's a really good point, David. So we need to kind of we need to try to set that aside right now that these, no, I know. these yeah. uh, characters are currently casted. Um, but the thing is, they can make an announcement next week. And what if we're right about something? We got to get ahead of that. Yeah, you know, I mean, we got to be able to pat ourselves on the back. So, Sam, I want to start with you. We're going to start, of course, with the Man of Steel himself, Soups. Um, Superman, Clark Kent, who do you have as your fan casting for the next Superman? Well, to give some context on this first, I really struggled with Superman. I think this was the toughest one for me. Mm-hmm. And that's partly because Henry Cavill was Superman. He had the physique. He had the acting chops. He was all of it. But so to find someone different, I think I thought out of the box because I think we've done that stereotypical Clark Kent so many times. I went through so many actors who look like Clark Kent and just they weren't exciting me. And then I thought about who encapsulates the ideals of Superman, who has that build. It's going to be a controversial one, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he had. <laughs> I think he could pull it off really well. And I don't think after so many actors who have played Clark Kent, who look like the classic comic build, I think it's all right now to change it up, especially coming right off of Cavill. I just want to jump ahead here and say my pick for Superman is also Michael B. Jordan. Wow. Um, we got to double up nice. right away. Um, the rumor was that he was going to play the black Superman in whatever that new uh, uh, Superman movie they were going to make. It felt like it was going to be a Batman situation, like Elseworld kind of deal. Um, I, I agree with everything you said. I think he can bring intensity. And, you know, this is not a hate on Henry Cavill segment, but here's what I wish Henry Cavill brought a little bit more to the table. Um, and you know why he's not my favorite Superman, um, a little more charm, a little more charisma, a little more good old American boy, uh, you know, whimsy to him a little bit. I just thought he was a little more emo than I expected Superman to be. So to differentiate from that, and those were the movies, I'm not saying it's Cavill's fault or anything, but to differentiate from that, bringing someone charismatic with a smile that lights up a room that can also get very dark when he needs to Michael B. Jordan seems like the perfect fit. So that is my pick as well good job sam we have a double right away uh jack you're up next who do you have playing zips well it's interesting both you guys picked michael b jordan because he was someone that i definitely considered i think he's honestly probably my my number two pick but my number one pick i decided to be different here i kind i don't know how many people know this guy's name um or have seen him i've only seen him in one thing but he blew me away and i'm going with eli goray who played Cassius Clay slash Muhammad Ali in the film One Night in Miami. Um, this guy, I mean, look, Muhammad Ali is one of the most popular people who, who has ever lived, like far and away. Mm-hmm. He, he, he is the guy. And I've seen people try. I mean, obviously, Will Smith had a popular um, iteration of Muhammad Ali. And I think the movie was called Ali back in the 2000s. Incredible. Um, it's a it's a good movie. Incredible. It's a really good movie. And I think. I think Will Smith did a great job with it, but this guy, this is a, and Muhammad Ali has played himself in a movie about himself, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But this guy, th- this is the best I've ever seen. Like, and I, I don't know a ton about Muhammad Ali, but like this guy brought so much charisma. He was so damn charming. He's already jacked elephant in the room. He, I mean, he's got the physique for it. I, I think he's just jacked on his own. I don't think he did it for necessarily for the film. He's that's just who he is. Um, he can hit the emotional beats 
He's young too. I wanted to go with someone a little bit younger on on this just because I want to see this person play Superman for a long time. Um, but I also want to see Garay stretch a little bit. Um, like I said, Muhammad Ali is one of the loudest people in the room. He's filled with self-confidence. And I want to see um, Garay play that humble, somewhat dorky, gets lost in a crowd guy that Clark Kent is supposed to be. And I think that's something we missed with Cavill. Like, I never really felt a difference between his Clark Kent and his Kal-El. Um, so yeah, I can't say I've seen him in anything else besides One Night in Miami, but I think with the proper director, this guy could easily be a star. Mm. Also, go see I One like Night it. Miami. Yeah, David. One Night in Miami. Yeah, gotta check it out. That that's the Jim Brown, uh, Bill Russell, Muhammad Ali movie, right? Not Bill Russell, Malcolm X, and Sam Cooke. Malcolm X. Sure, sure. And you know, Bill Russell, Malcolm X, same guy. Um, <laughs> one of them's eight feet tall. Uh, David. Um, very excited to hear your Superman pick. Uh, you know, we have, we do have, you know, three black actors on the board right now. So, you know, that's, that's definitely some, we're trying to differentiate from Cavill because no one looks more like Superman than Henry Cavill. So that's a part of it. But, uh, David, who is your pick to replace Hank Cavill as Superman? Yeah. So obviously I can't pick Henry. He's my guy. Love to see him keep playing the character. I'm going with the guy I've seen in only one show, the show called Hollywood on Netflix. He's in other things. I don't know, but go check out the show. It's sexy. It's fun. It's just an entertaining show on Netflix. Another David, David Cornsweat. C-O-R-E-N-S-W-E-T for those listening at home. He looks like Superman. He acts like Superman. He can get there. He's young. Same idea younger he's 29 okay um he's six four he would need to put on some muscle but he looks the part and i think he could really get there he by the way spoiler alert my set team today a lot of attractive people james gunn we're getting an attractive justice no way <laughs> no, yeah, no no way hollywood actors how could it be anyway i've only seen him in one thing which is hollywood um Good show. It has a live in it from Homecoming. Um, what's that actress's name? That character that that actress is in it. She's really good in it. She's not a high schooler. She's like an actual you know grown woman actor. She's great. And uh, anyway, he's my pick. Go check him out. I don't know what else he's really in. Um, but he is. I think an interesting call where it's like, unlike a Michael B. Jordan, who's like been Human Torch, been Killmonger, a very very well known established star, someone who could kind of jump into this role and be an unknown to many people and just become Superman. And for me, that's kind of what I would like to see if Cavill's done it. Cause this is, you know, we're living in a world where they're just full rebooting it, right? We're just, we're forget the past, kill it if you have to. So I think this guy would be a really good idea just to kind of move forward. And I could see him truly in the role. So yeah, um, we'll see, but I think he, if they do a casting call should get a call kind of the henry cavill route right kind of from a little bit of an unknown but man this guy looks like superman now he's superman kind of yeah thing. this like guy that. all american though not a, not I a like brit <laughs> for, sure, for sure um i do want to you you mentioned something that he would need to put on weight when i put my list together i thought of gal gadot i thought of chris evans i thought of will poulter anybody can yeah. get big anybody oh, yeah those are some of the skinniest people in the world before they uh, uh uh paul goldstein is playing hercules yeah if you've ever seen uh ted lasso that's a very skinny human being you know like or brett goldstein i'm sorry um that's a very skinny human being he's now playing 
Hercules. Anybody can get big. I'm not putting weight into my factor I mean, at all. So I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I think um, the opposite that guy too. does look like Super Red. You're damn right. Chris Pratt, you know, not skinny, but fat or, yeah. you know, chubby and then had yeah. to drop all the pounds. Yeah, uh-huh. these guys, I have, yeah, I have no, I have full faith. Anyone that gets the kind of role like this will get their protein, hit the gym, yeah. they'll get there 100%. I feel like Camille Nanjiani and Will Poulter were the last straw in the whole, oh, like, oh, you can't Camille play Nanjiani. this character. Anybody can play anybody. God about Camille. Anybody can play anybody. Sam, we're coming back to you. Wonder Woman, Princess Diana. Who do we got replacing Gagado? A rising star. I think this is going to be a really popular pick. Uh, Anna Zayamas. Um, a hundred percent. I just see her as the perfect choice. Uh, the first day I saw him was Knives Out, and she's just brilliant. Her acting's amazing. She has the look, and I could see, like, obviously, she, like, the Gal Gadot transformation where she put on all that muscle. I could totally see her doing it, too. I think whether it's Wonder Woman or something else, I think she's going to get a superhero role one point or another, but I think Wonder Woman is for her. Me, too. Let me just jump mm-hmm. in. Let me just jump in and say me and Sam have the exact same list so far. Um, Ana de Armas is also my Wonder Woman. And David? She's also my Wonder Woman. She, she's yours as well. Wow. So Ana de Armas. Slam dunk. It's like the lock of the century. Um, I guess my biggest question, uh, a lot of really good points there, Sam, and I have all the same feelings. First time I saw her was in Knives Out. She obviously has the look. Um ethnic's not the right word but like exotic you know just like an that on a day armas has that vibe in a lot of ways um i guess my question to you guys about on a day armas is wonder woman is why not why wouldn't it be her you know what i mean like she's one of the hottest names in hollywood she needs that big blockbuster franchise to you know get that natalie portman treatment where like she's just in everything so why not on a day armas that's a question for jack because Jack's the only one here on the panel that doesn't have on the arms. I will before Jack answers this question. I'm curious who his selection is. But reason I chose her is mainly she's great in Knives Out. She's great in everything. I haven't seen Blonde, but whatever. She is great as an action star in the latest James Bond movie. She kills it. And she is a very charismatic. Wonderful. She's a look. No offense to Gal Gadot. From where like. Anna de Armas is, in my opinion, light years ahead of where Godot was acting-wise when Godot got hired. Mm-hmm. Gal Godot wasn't even an actress. She was like a model, was in Fast and Furious, looked, she though. looks like Wonder Woman. Like, you know, she is Wonder Woman, <laughs> but Anna de Armas is a, is a phenomenal actress. Like, she, we forget, oh, we're going to see Knives Out, Chris Evans is in, he's wearing a sweater, cool. We walk out of that theater. Ana de Armas is the only thing anyone is talking about from an acting standpoint that has a loaded Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon. She was the star of that movie in her acting. So I think like this, just like Sam said, it's like, why not? Like, who who else would it even be? So, Jack, who else would it even be? Let me know. Well, it's funny because I thought about Ana de Armas. And she's a she's a great pick. And I, I've been racking my brain here. All the reasons I picked the person that I picked, Anna has that as well. So it's it, like I really I, that's a great pick. I'm not going right, to argue with that right. at all. This person just stuck out right when when Matt told me that we were going to do this. This I, this person is at the top of my brain. Um, I love Gal Gadot as well. Mm-hmm. For so many people, she is Wonder Woman. 
is, who she's iconic. She, I think her biggest thing is that she displays a sense of regalness that I feel like that character has to have now. Like that, like whoever plays her coming up. And I think Ana Deramas has that as well. I like that. Too. Um, but yeah. And I think, I mean, David, I think you mentioned, mentioned it, but Gal Gadot, I, I think she's limited in, in a lot of ways in, in her acting. And we just saw someone in a show who brought so much more to her character than was on the page. And her performance was absolutely layered. It implied so much more than what was on the surface. She's dipped her toes in Marvel and Star Wars. I think it's time to bring her into DC. And that's Adria Arjona, who plays Bix in Andor. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think Great she pick. can bring elements to the character that have been missing and still have that sense of awe and inspiration that Gal brought to it. Look at um, the Star Wars guy go. There he is. I, mean, I had to do it. As dude, <laughs> she's great. She's fantastic. So, yeah, I like. I like the pick. She's so bad in Morbius. That's what scares me a little bit. Like she's not I'm just like that's her. I have not seen <laughs> it. So. It's really bad that movie, Jack. But um, everybody is. You know, so is Matt Smith, and he's you know probably actor of the year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the pick. Um, I I I think one thing we've learned from this little experiment here. Gal Gadot looks like Wonder Woman more than anybody. Just like Henry Cavill looks like Superman more than anybody. You know what I mean? I feel like that was a lot of the casting decisions back then is who do these people look like the most? And they just became those characters. So Ana de Armas and what was her name one more time, Jack? Adria Arjona. I'm probably butchering that. I apologize, but uh, you know. That's fine. White English man. The graphic doesn't talk. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like I like all those picks at Ana de Armas 3. A three-peat for us. It's very exciting. We're going to shake it up a little bit, guys. I'm going to go reverse order. David. Sweet. Who do you got playing Arthur Curry, Aquaman, bringing the sea to the land? Not Namor. Aquaman. So I think for this pick, um, unlike my Henry Cavill Superman pick, where I think um, Corner Sweat, uh, who is kind of like Henry Cavill, I wanted to go a different direction than Momoa. Like, I, I wasn't going to do... I wasn't going to draft or, you know, select in this, uh, I guess, kind of list fan cast. Someone similar to him. So I'm going with Taron Edgerton, uh, who is oh, yeah. a common X-Men like Wolverine cast. But I think if Edgerton gets in there, you know, I think he could play the role well. Go more of a Neymar, Neymar, excuse me, uh, Neymar. Oh, sorry, Brazil. Um, <laughs> a, more of a, a Neymar um, style <laughs> kind of character and make it more, you know, maybe not exactly just like copy ryan coogler and make it like a, a tribal kind of thing but more of that direction right less like how it is with aquaman right now and i think he has great acting chops that's the thing too like we talk about these limited actors godot momoa maybe a little bit too like he's an action star he's he's cares he's charismatic as hell people love him he's beautiful like you know a billion dollar movie and but i think edgerton would bring something something new to the table an interesting fan cast. He needs that next big role. He's at least capable of it, in my opinion. Like he is an action star and he can be. And I think he would have such an interesting take on the character that's different than what we've seen so far. Short hair, right? Kind of more comic accurate in that sense. Just don't be like it would be something so different than Momoa, which I think I would personally prefer. So that's that's my pick. I know it's a little out there. I'm curious where everyone else goes on this because I think the Aquaman anywhere you can go anywhere with this one i like that idea though because like jason Momoa is so different than traditional uh aquaman 
that going back to traditional Aquaman would actually be a step away from Momoa, which is, you know, kind of a win-win. It's like the Wolverine thing. You know, Hugh Jackman is so different than comic book Wolverine that going back to the roots with Wolverine is going to be the best way to separate. Uh, Taron Egerton, Mr. Fancast, right? Cyclops, yeah. Wolverine, Aquaman now. Like, he's he's Mr. Fancast, I feel like, until he gets that big comic book role. Jack, who do you have playing the Fishman, Aquaman, in the next DCU? This is definitely the one I struggled with the most because you can go in so many different directions. Um, I didn't want to try to replicate what Jason Momoa brought to it just because that is so singularly him. Um, and the, I mean, this this is the one I, I really I, I'm not as like hyped about this pick, but I, I'm going to go with it. Uh, Dacre Montgomery. Uh, who plays Aquaman. Billy in Stranger Ooh. Things. Yeah. I, Another Mr. Fancast. Um, and I think I was just thinking about him in that pool in Stranger Things, and he just looks so damn good <laughs> with the hair. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and all the all the moms uh-huh. looking at him, and I'm like, you know what? I'd be looking at him too. So I think he could fit it. I mean, he, he has the look for me, but he also has layers. I mean, that season of, what was it, season three of Stranger Things, that like his, his moments, I mean, he just shines. I, I, I think... He could bring bring a hard edge to it while also being vulnerable. So Dacre Montgomery. I just love the idea Absolutely. of Jack's Aquaman being <laughs> Billy from Stranger Things with sunglasses, Billy from Stranger and, Things. Uh, <laughs> the mustache, the mullet, the like red the lifeguard, mullet, yeah. the, the whistle. That's what Jack's oh, imagining. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, there's water there. Aquaman, right? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Never walking more than two paces for every five seconds, you know, yeah. just always slowly walking somewhere. <laughs> um, Such a charismatic actor, though. Oh, and also, you know, blockbuster experience with Power Rangers. Um, mm. I never saw that. Was it good? I never saw Thomas Carter Rochester swears by it, and he's a big Power Rangers guy. So, honestly, nothing against TCR. I feel like he would have liked anything they put out just because they had more Power Rangers on it. You're probably right. No, 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 people are like that. That's fine. No, um, I know. I, I'm one of I them. I like the pick, especially if we get the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam, Aquaman. Who we got? Well, Aquaman, I, I did struggle with at first because, you know, you've got the Momoa who reinvented this character. He made it his own so much so mm-hmm. that that's what they're doing in the comics now. And traditional Aquaman is like gone from the comics. They fully lend it to the Momoa. I want to step a little away from that, but keep some of that because he made Aquaman a badass. He made him, he took him Mm -hmm. away from all the jokes and everything. He made him a badass. So I've gone with someone who I think can do something in between the two. And I only had to look at one movie poster to decide that this was my Aquaman. And that poster was for the Northman. Uh, I'm going with Alexander Skarsgård. Nice. Great Um, choice. Yeah. I I think he's a brilliant actor. Um, he's got the physique. I can just see him in as Aquaman. Like they could go totally either route with him. I think. I think he could be the traditional, or he could be the Momoa type. And yeah, oh, I just totally see it. The only reason I didn't go with him because he was he was my backup, and that's why I was so torn with this one. The only reason I didn't go with him is because he's a little too old. I think he's in his like mm, you know, low forties or late, something. So. Yeah, yeah, so I, I I tried to go younger on a lot of my picks, but yeah, that's a fantastic pick. He especially for if you think about him in the Northman. Oh my mm-hmm. god, he was he, Tarzan he just, too, right? He was Tarzan. He yeah, was. 
which is just such a brutal movie. If you guys haven't not seen it, it. I, I have seen it. it. <laughs> I have seen it. That's not a Disney remake. That is a retelling of Tarzan <laughs> because they shoot gorillas in that movie. It's crazy. Yeah, no, not um, a dis- non-Disney Skarsgård, picture. Uh, in my research, he's the favorite, it seems like. He's the one that everybody wants to play Aquaman, that being Skarsgård. And I think the Northmen did a lot for that long hair. This the ripness of him. I think it plays. I think it definitely plays. And if anybody can get away with being a little older, I think it might be Aquaman. You know, being the, you know, he can live longer than a normal human, more of a godlike character, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Moving over to my Aquaman pick, I'll be quick with it. Uh, This is one of my favorite actors going right now. Um, He's a megastar in 2022. And he is somebody that um, I have seen be funny. I have seen be a dick. I have seen him bring a little bit of emotion into the game. He's across the board. And I think that he can bring a traditional Aquaman vibe with that Momoa charisma. It is Glenn Powell. It is Hangman himself uh, coming in to play Arthur Curry. I think he's going to be a better Arthur Curry than he is going to be an Aquaman. Something that's completely lost in the Momoa character is the Arthur Curry-ness of it um so i think that uh glenn powell is a rising star and i think that he just fits the mold and and if i'm being completely honest i don't really have a good fan cast for him in marvel so maybe he can prop dc up for me um because i love glenn powell uh beyond belief uh everybody wants some is uh my favorite movie of his a comedy from 2016 rick lancaster which features uh tyler hawken who plays uh superman on superman and lois and wyatt russell who now plays U.S. agent in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So Glenn Powell will be my pick for Aquaman as we move on to probably the biggest guaranteed recast of this entire list. Like even beyond Gal Gadot, like nobody's right. going to get recast more than Ezra Miller, right? If they Very didn't reboot stuff. anything. David, I'll start with you this time. Who is yeah. your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, just going to happen. Right. It's just going to happen. Um. David, I want to start with you. Barry Allen, the flash, as we deal with a little bit of lag here in this phone call. I, mine's Glenn Powell. Um, And the reason it's Glenn Powell is because here's my logic, and I'm trying to be consistent. I'm creating a team, right? Uh We got Corner Sweat, typical Superman, 29 years old. Anna de Armas, awesome. Younger, perfect. Taron Edgerton, a little older-ish too, right? I think a good Aquaman. I well, don't, yeah. I, I went, this is my, I, I went in order. So I thought of the Flash last. And I almost, I don't want to stop on anyone else. You probably don't have him. I almost had a kid in there. I almost had Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things. That the, uh, um, okay, I, forget I, it, I forget his name in there. I'm like, oh, he could be a good, he could be a good Flash, Miles by the way. Morales. Right, exactly. A very common Miles Morales fan cast. However, in my casting, in my like vision, is that the Flash in this universe is not like Ezra Miller's Flash Barry Allen at all. And maybe it is, you know, Jay Garrick in this universe or something like that, right? Where maybe it's not even Barry Allen because I think we can't do the whole, I don't think we can, we can't do the whole kid thing again. At least that's where I'm at anyway with it. Like I would rather them do a, more man a glenn powell super charismatic i also had dicker montgomery floating around for this one as well i was thinking about him i think glenn powell brings so much to the table he'd be more of a physical like specimen of a flash as well more respected just more of a man 
And it yeah. reminds me more of um, if you watch any of the like the more established when he, when the Flash is more established in like the animated series and movies and stuff like yeah. that kind of style. Right. Where it's like he is a man. He is a, a dude. Right. Like, hey, Flash, go do that. Like, I got it. You know, I'm on it. It's not like Ezra Miller not knowing what to do and all this stuff. And I and I could see that I could see the like Tom Holland esque character coming in for the Flash, who, by the way, would be perfect casting for the Flash if he wasn't already Spider-Man. Um, but I think in my envision, right, like I said, great looking group of people here. <laughs> Glenn Val now is the Flash. <laughs> I could see it even have a little stubble, make him like not. A, I, like, I don't know how you would start that universe, like start his franchise. Um, but I would love to see this group together and I would love to see him step into a role where it's not being Barry Allen, the kid, but Barry Allen, the man or whoever run into the Flash. I want to see him being that, you know, badass superhero. Him being the Justice League animated series Flash makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? That plays. And I think that, you know, it's going to be hard for people to differentiate, you know, the Ezra Miller kid Flash from whatever we're going to get next. But if they are going to go more adult, like in the cartoon, I think Glenn Powell is a great fit. The, the Flash's best move, at least in my opinion, is the shoulder check on somebody much bigger than him. You know, when, right. he, when he gets in there and just rams them. One of those from Hangman? Get the fuck out of here. That's scary <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's man. Terrifying. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Glenn Powell, put him in everything. Put him in every movie. I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, Sam, I want to go to you next. Barry Allen, The Flash. Who we got? Well, you know, I'm dying to see this guy in more stuff. I'm absolutely dying to because I really loved him in The Boys. Uh, I'm going with Jack Quaid. Nice. Nice. Um, oh, nice. I think he's a great actor who can not necessarily take that super like more manly flash that you talked about and not necessarily the kid flash that Ezra Miller brought. I think he's a great guy to do that middle ground where he's like an early days flash, you know, he's settled into the, into the superhero game and you know, the guys, he's a brilliant actor. Like if you watch the boys, you can just Mm. see the talent he has. And I think he deserves like one of these big franchise role. Cause I genuinely think he has potential to be one of these major stars in Hollywood. And I think he needs that role to take him there. And I think he would be, I just see him as Barry Allen. Big Walter White vibes and the boys going from the, you know, so nervous to neurotic to a little more badass every, you know, few episodes, you know what I mean? Like those jumps. And I think, you know, having that range for the flash makes a lot of sense. I love that. I love the pick and he's awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, incredibly lovable face that Jack Quaid. Let me tell you, oh. and um, at, and as you said, you know he's not going to be able to play like the manly Flash. I don't think he can play kid either. You know what I mean? I don't think he's got that young of a face. But something in between those, I think, like you said, is a, is a great call, Jack Quaid. I like it a lot. Plus him and Skarsgård together. I mean, that's going to be intense. <laughs> it's going to be intense as hell. I love it. Um, Jack, who do you got for Barry Allen, the Flash? So. It's funny, yeah. I I think my actor here could he could play the more Ezra Miller type kid, you know, kind of funny, witty. I think he could also be more of that balance. And and I personally want to see this particular actor become like transition to more of an adult actor because he's played a lot of like kids or kids or younger people. And my pick is Dylan O'Brien. I he's known for Maze Runner, um, which I think are fine movies, but no one really cared toward the end. Similar to Hunger Games, Um, he's bounced around here and there. It seems. Love and Monsters was a really fun movie. Came out in 2020, so no one really cared. Um, but if you've seen him in Teen Wolf, that's where you fall in love with him. 
Uh, he can be a dork. He can make bad jokes that are funny, funny only because they're bad. Um, I think he's got a good physique for the character, and he he can be fun. Be, I mean, he I think he can play a lot of different things. So um, it, he's charming as hell. Like I, 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 he's really one of those people you just see him on screen. I think you like him automatically, and I want him to get a big role. And I think he could really fit in for this. Again, it depends on how they want to do it. I think he could do something similar to Ezra Miller, but I also think he could change it up. So yeah, Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien has a great role in the internship, Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson's kind of wedding crashers attempt at a reboot where, oh. uh, yeah, Dylan O'Brien's like that fucking hipster millennial locked in his phone the whole time. Then they take him to a strip club and he looks up for the first time and the, the, the amazement he has on his face um, in that moment. Yeah, no, I like to pick a lot. He's he's he does deserve a little bit of a bigger shot. Huge fan. Um, I'll go quick with my flash pick. I'm going back to the Stranger Things. Well, we're going Joseph Quinn um, from the latest season of Stranger Things. Uh, What was that character's name? One more time. Eddie. Eddie. Uh, Eddie from Stranger Things. Um, That's so good. Um, I think that Joseph Quinn can do what they wanted to do with Ezra Miller better than Ezra Miller did. You know what I mean? And I like a lot of different, you know, parts and pieces of Ezra Miller's flash. Like, I do think he has a little bit of that Tom Holland quality that scene in his like base or whatever with uh, Ben Affleck, the probably one of the only scenes that wasn't changed between the original cut and the Snyder cut. You know, it's like the exact same uh, scene in both movies. Um, I think he's great in that. I think he's awesome when he catches the thing. Oh my God, you're the Batman. Like, you know, you think I'd have a lot more friends, but I don't, I like all of that from Ezra Miller. It's the other stuff that he, I just don't think he can carry. I think Joseph Quinn could build off that vibe in a very cool way. And uh, yeah, you know, stranger things is a well for fan casting and I decided to go there. So Joseph Quinn will be my flash quick recap. Um, Sam, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate your insight and this amazing idea. You know, this is this is your idea brought to life. I always appreciate that. Um, your Superman is Michael B. Jordan. Your Wonder Woman is Ana de Armas. Your Aquaman is Alexander Skarsgård. And your Flash is Jack Quaid. Speaking of Jack Quaid, Jack Pews. Jack, your Superman is Eli Gorea. Your Wonder Woman is Adria Ajorna. Can't pronounce these names. Aquaman is uh, Dacre Montgomery. And the Flash is Dylan O'Brien. David. Um, you brought in David Corn Sweat, which I I laughing at the name, guys. That's a funny last name. Let me tell you. Um, I watched mm-hmm. Avatar last night. A lot of bad names at that, and I think Corn Sweat is up there. <laughs> <with> the, <laughs> um, David Corn Sweat, your one woman is on the arm. Your Aquaman is, and your Flash is Glenn. Powell, my Superman is Michael B. Jordan. My Wonder Woman is on a day armist. My Aquaman is Glenn Powell. And my Flash is Joseph Quinn. The only pick I had that wasn't on somebody else's list. That shows how original I am. Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. What are you working on at the Direct that people can keep an eye out for? Um, Well, all sorts of stuff. Just keep out every day. New news. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on all sorts of stuff if you follow any of the Direct's accounts. Love it. Thank you so much for everything you do over there, and thank you for joining us today. Jack, I would say goodbye to you, but you are hanging around for a very special bonus draft that we have coming up next, the holiday Christmas draft. Let's go. Rain, 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 rain. Happy holidays, everybody. We have a very special bonus draft here on the Direct Podcast. Um, I'm a big Christmas guy. David's a big Christmas guy. We brought in a couple other big Christmas guys to help us out today. One of them being Jack Pews, who you heard in the last segment. Jack, say hi. Hello. Hello, uh, Jack. 
pews is here and also joining us today is uh one of our biggest christmas correspondents i'll say it he's the only one that changed his twitter name to represent the holidays it's <laughs> it's the one the only canadian correspondent mr klein felt for the second week in a row klein how we doing back to back jacks yeah i guess i am the christmas correspondent because i'm the closest to the north pole at the direct.com yeah yes we don't honestly klein like send me uh, your location on your phone because you may very well be in the north pole Oh, yeah. You would have no idea. As far I as can... I know. <laughs> yeah. You go to Northern Wisconsin, you're pretty much there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, very exciting stuff. Today will be the Christmas draft. We're very excited. It's going to be fantasy style. So there will be um, it's going to be five rounds and we're drafting uh, two movies, two songs, one decoration and one miscellaneous activity. So something mm. you do on or around Christmas time that is like iconically Christmas. And I'm very excited to dive into this because like the the movies and songs are a little bit more um, objective. Like, you know, like, you know, I like this movie better. I like this song better, whatever. The decoration and miscellaneous activity, like I think things that are so iconically Christmas are going to be drafted there, good or bad. You know what I mean? Like Christmas isn't all sunshine and roses, guys. There's a lot of shitty things about the holidays. So I'm curious if we dive into that realm at all. I think it's going to depend on when the miscellaneous gets drafted. But I'm very excited to do this with you guys. Thank you um, all for coming on. David, you got your first number one overall pick. First time in a long time uh, you are in the spot. We're very excited to have you here so you can get that second round wrap. David, uh, it's going to go David, Matt, Klein, Jack. David, kick us off with the first pick of the Christmas draft. I'm heading straight there. Miscellaneous activity. Drafting my defense first round, whatever you want to call, make the fantasy comp. NBA basketball. A phenomenal state oh, wow. okay. of Christmas Day. <laughs> just leaving, just leaving some gold on the board. Okay. <laughs> NBA basketball. This has some my... Darko Milicic energy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I think there you? is a plethora of options in this draft. And I think the best miscellaneous activity that I can do on <laughs> Christmas Day is sit on my butt, ignore everything else happening and just watch LeBron play. Just I just that all, and all honestly think back. It was like the 2018 game with the Warriors when Katie first got there. Kyrie hits the game winner against the Cavs or like, you know, with the Cavs. That was just so amazing. Such a great Christmas. I love NBA basketball on Christmas Day. It starts at 1230. It's awesome. I love it. Every single year I turn it on. That's my first overall pick. The uniforms are always cool. Derrick Rose on a shortened season coming back after the MVP. I think he could have gotten this in the ninth round. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't care. To, to, to value the first overall pick so much, as much as you do, and to go mm. NBA basketball, number one overall, is just the most shocking thing I've seen in one of these drafts. Right. Um, I do think that's going to come back to bite you. I do. I was gonna. I was gonna let that let that be known. Um, uh, it's interesting, but hey, mm. you're, you're sticking to who you are. You're sticking to your guns. David doesn't care about the votes. He just cares about you know drafting his favorite team. And I respect. I that. think it's a great. Um, what's pick. your favorite? <laughs> what's your What's your favorite Christmas uniform that you can remember? um because that's that's one of the coolest things right is the alternate unis on christmas yeah always sick they used to do them better i think now they kind of gotten rid of them i yeah, actually like them anymore yeah they, they stopped doing them um one year the heat we wore all red it was like all red and then white trim 
back in the LeBron days, mm. I liked those a Hell lot. Yeah. Those were clean. That was back when we wore like the blackout jerseys too, but like yep. not that day. It was like a nice like Christmas. I think that was the year where the the class, the iconic yeah. commercial with everyone mm-hmm. shooting. Oh my gosh. The bells. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the bells. Yeah. The introduction of Steph Curry to the general populace was that commercial. Yep. Yeah, like uh, 2013. Because like it was it was Allen, LeBron, Kyrie, like all these icons, and then also Steph, you know, like making threes. Like, um yeah, yeah. KD Mello. If you get yeah. that commercial, I think it's a better pick. I get everything. <laughs> I get I get the staple, the mainstay yeah. of NBA basketball on Christmas Day. Thank you. You're an enigma, David Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, cross it off your list. NBA basketball is off the board. Let me let me just cross that out real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Look, number forty eighth on my, my Christmas team. This is my activity list. Team, I'm going. Should have traded back. Should have traded back. I don't know. I'm owning it. I'm owning it. Um, okay, I'm up, fault. and I never thought oh. it would get to me, guys. I didn't think it could happen, but here we are. It's Mariah Carey. Uh, you know, all I want for Christmas is you. It's it's the most easy one-one pick in any draft we've ever done. Um, I think that this song is the embodiment of Christmas in the year of our Lord 2022. Um, you hear this song at a bar the day after Thanksgiving or shortly after Thanksgiving. That's Christmas time. You know, like that's when it's Christmas. You watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade. You see Mariah and Santa Claus as the last float on the parade. Now it's Christmas. We are here. Um, this song, if if you want to call it, you know, oh, it's overplayed. It's too chalk. It's the best Christmas song ever written. And that's why um, I think it plays. I think we should play it more often. Um, if you guys are ever like at a Fourth of July barbecue and, you know, like, you know, vibes are a little bit down. Put on all I want for Christmas, man. It slaps and a half. Um, so all I want for Christmas is due. Never in a million years would I thought it would slide to the number two pick, but here we are. It's on the board. Any anybody have, have any thoughts? I'm all right. You have to take that as the first song. I, I I'm not gonna argue with yeah. you at all. Like yeah. it, far and away, it's the most popular Christmas song. And yeah, it's what you said, Matt. Even if you roll your eyes when it comes on, you will start singing along to it, not even halfway through. It's you just song- have to. Yeah, it's the song you just hear the most during the holidays. It's it's like the it's the top of every Christmas mix playlist on Spotify, on YouTube, on anything, right? It's just the first one. Every single yeah, time. I was I was gonna say it's probably the most not just holiday music or Christmas music, it's probably the most like iconic opening few bars of a song ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I can just I can hear those jingle bells in my head, just that do 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 do. <laughs> and then she comes in, oh uh, and it's like, yes, we are here. <laughs> I, I, I want to stretch that point out just a little bit farther because you got the piano, a little bit of bell in the end, and then you hear the and then and then like on top of all of that, those are two iconic little frames of an opening of a song, and then you get that little snare beat right there is just you feel it in your bones, man. All I want for Christmas, uh, had to had to take that pick. So here we are, Klein, your first pick in the Christmas draft. Where are you going? Well, so we have two movies, we have two songs. Um, so we've got, I think, a little bit of wiggle room. I think key things here are going to be getting the decoration and miscellaneous activity kind of in. And so I'm going decoration and I'm picking Christmas lights. Oh, lights. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yes, Christmas lights. Just because I think that that is like, I don't know, it's iconic. When we think iconic Christmas iconography, like I'm, this isn't a video show, but I have Christmas lights like immediately behind me. You think of those little bulbs that are very awful for the environment in various different colors, whether it be white, whether it be red and green, like 
those just those are iconic whether they're ones going out on the tree and dad's trying to fix it now half the tree is off and like that is that is christmas is putting up those lights up on the house up on the tree in the living room wherever let me tell you as a graphic designer you're 100% correct where if you want to make something feel like christmas the first asset i look up christmas lights how can i incorporate christmas lights into this graphic um i think we need to go around the board and just put our flags in the stand because Personally, I live in a divided household with me and my wife. Mm. She is colored lights. Mm. I like white lights. So mm. where does everybody else stand in that uh, amazing hot dog sandwich debate? Jack, you first. Colored or ah, can't say that. Do you like the colorful <laughs> Christmas lights or do you like the white Christmas lights? <laughs> Damn it, Matt. You're making me sound really racist. That's going to get canceled. <laughs> I like the I white like the lights. White Don't what, do me me say? what do you want me to say? <laughs> white lights forever. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, hate it. I don't even want to finish. But Clyde, uh, colorful lights or the more sparkly lights? When it comes to Christmas in general, for me, I'm all about the cheese. Like I love just the tackiest, like just yeah. just yeah. schlockiest. So I love the colored, the red and green, Respect. the ones that look like they've been in the garage for 75 years. Like I love, I love them. Yeah, I like. I am Good. Sorry. I was going to say, I'm with Klein on that. I kind of like the tacky style of Christmas. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate the like the clean looking white lights, but I will mm. say the colorful lights. If you walk, if you walk by or like drive by a house, it's like lit up, like all these lights everywhere. They've got all the ribbons and everything else. It's just like, oh, that is Christmas. It's goofy. It took a mm. day to set up, but it's awesome. I I'll, I want to throw the take out here. I like colorful lights on the house, white yeah. lights on the tree. Okay. You know what I mean? That, okay. that dichotomy of man kind of thing. Also, lights come with so much frustration when you think about it as well. Like you said, getting it out with your dad. You know, he hands you the ball to untangle because that's your job now, which is the, just the worst, just the worst. And, you know, is, there's there's so much to it, taking them up putting them down but in the middle that's the juice that's it wasn't my number one decoration but a very good pick jack back-to-back picks for you here the board is wide open we have a song we have a decoration we have a miscellaneous off the board where are you going with your two picks here i am shocked this got to me and i thought klein was about to take it i'm going christmas tree for my decoration I, like I think that is yes. the most iconic Christmas decoration. I mean, Clyde, it's like it's like a one in one thing because Christmas it's, lights. Yeah, it's number, so it's number two below my Christmas, Christmas lights. Yeah, I'm I'm just the opposite. But yeah, Christmas tree for me, like, mm. uh, it, it's funny. I was arguing with my mom this morning because she does not want to get a tree because all her kids are out of the house now. I'm like, Mom, I'm coming over there Christmas morning to open presents. I need a tree. I'm sorry. Like I need a tree there, <laughs> I'm and sorry. I've been I'm. I'm begging her. I told her. No, I'm not not begging anymore. I told her, we're getting a tree tomorrow morning. We'll get a fake tree. You don't have to spend all the money on like 80 bucks on a real tree just to have it for one year. We'll get a fake one and it'll last for however long. We're going because I need a Christmas tree. It's so essential to my Christmas experience. The pictures I have of my dog under the tree dressed up however he is, putting the ornaments on like all of it. I love a good Christmas tree. I love how it looks and it's just, it embodies Christmas to me. I'm just imagining Jack on the phone with his mom being like, I'm not asking. <laughs> yeah. I, I said picture, that. I had to say that. You got to pick one up all the way. Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson in Mirror yeah. Story. And Adam yeah. Driver, we are getting yeah. a Christmas tree. Yeah. Every day I wake I up. I hate oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my number one decoration. Um, I, I had lights a little farther down the list. But yeah, Christmas tree. It's it's. Uh, you want to talk about emblematic. 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, the lights, I agree. That was a great point. If you want to make anything look more Christmassy, you put lights on it. But if you want to like represent Christmas in a symbol, represent Christmas in one picture, it's the Christmas tree. So I think that definitely plays um, as we uh, lose David's video for a quick second. But um, I forgot I changed the setting. So now he's just gone for me. But um, uh, I like the pick a lot decoration Christmas tree. Two decorations off the board, something I didn't expect um, in this draft. But here we are, Jack on the swing. Who are you taking in the first pick of the second round? Yeah, so this this is where it gets tough for me um, because you think about movies, you think about songs. I'm definitely picking one of those two, and there's just so many paths you can go. It's so subjective. I feel like just because you know, it's whatever your taste is. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the iconic one, and I mean it's it's up there in my Christmas movies. I'm going Elf as oh, my okay. Christmas movie. Um, I, I think. You know, Matt, you tweeted out yesterday, I think it was, um, that John Favreau reinvented or like reimagined two genres of movies. Um, one with Iron Man, of course, and comic book movies, and here Christmas movies with Elf. Um, this is, I feel like even if you're not a big Christmas fan, which my fiance Alana was not a big fan, she's she's become more of a Christmas person over the years being with me, but she still hurt her. Elf. Uh, David, I don't know. <laughs> what does she have against fun? A, we, we've had a lot of long talks. Um, but I'm yeah, not <laughs> <laughs> you see, babe, listen, you just need a fucking Christmas tree, Dude, okay? Jack, we're, we're, <laughs> but we're learning that Jack's like fighting uphill for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I oh, yeah. am. No one has the Christmas He's putting the work. <laughs> Basically, got New Year's sashes on already. <laughs> <laughs> Alana, I love you. And again, she's become more of a Christmas person over the years. But Alana and my mom are Walter Hobbs in Elf. And I, I guess that's why I picked this because I, I sympathize so much with Will Ferrell in this movie. It, it's a classic. Hobbs? I don't even know if I need to say anything about this. Um, I watched yeah. it once with Alana, I think a week ago, and then once with my dad, like the next day. Um, and I can't get tired of it. It's just so good. So Elf's a great movie. I don't think anybody's going to doubt that Elf is a great movie. Um, I watched it the other night. It's it's the last great Christmas movie like of that kind, I think, in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, like you just said, it's a classic. It was made in 04. Like, like there are like substantial early 90s, late 80s classics on the board. So this is like a modern classic. And I think it plays. I guess that would be my only, you know, to poke holes in the pick. Is it is it a little too trendy? But it's been mm. what six plus like fifteen years almost or something like that. Like it's been a long time. Elf still plays over and over and over again. Um, uh, favorite parts of these movies, I think, are going to be something that we should go around the board and talk about. Mine is going to be when the manager of Gimbal's <laughs> walks in, uh, walks in, and he's decorated the place to the nines, head to toe. Every square inch is decorated with a Christmas thing. And he walks in, he gets real close, he goes, "Do you guys see the place?" <laughs> Of course we did. It's good. Well, too good. You know, I think somebody's getting from my job. Six inches. Um, I love that part. Uh, anybody else have any great elf moments they want to shout out real quick? Yeah, oh, we in, in the felt family, and this is a really tiny moment that I don't think it hits for anyone else, but we say this year round, and it like it's a line that is said, my dad says it all the time. You know when Buddy leaves the North Pole 
and the little animals are waving to him yeah, and the, the narwhal, narwhal comes up and he goes bye buddy i hope bye, you buddy. find your dad and for some reason that line resonates with the felt family another shout out to the jumping off the couch is when michael and the mom are standing in the living room and like where'd you get this tree and whatever and you see buddy line up and just launch himself off the couch onto the tree so good it's so good it's for fun i just love the um the santa park Oh, but then, like yeah. after that, when it's like, you're not Santa. You like, smell like Santa meat and blood. cheese. Yeah, and it's just like he's yeah. so like offended. Like it's, I mean, it's it's literally like if someone was like, I'm Jesus, and it's just like some person there. That's how he's acting. He's like, oh yeah. my oh, yeah. god. Anyway, yeah, you guys, that you line guys made most... the commercial. I'm, I'm sorry, real quick, the AMC no, commercial or. It might be AMC, Regal United, whatever, where they go through all the different movie lines. So I got that going for me. You sit on a throne of lies. Like that's in that yeah, yeah, movie theater. It's <laughs> an iconic movie line. Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. guys took most of mine, but I will say the one line that like my family uses probably twice a month is that's shocking. Like, it, like wow. we, we see it all the time. It's such a little line out of nowhere. But we'll like someone will say something and be like, that's shocking. Um, but even that moment too of like you know a lot of people down south don't believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, what? down south. There's a, <laughs> there's a rumor going around town that the parents do it. That that's ridiculous. Oh my god. I gotta shout out two things too. Peter Dinklage is one, and the okay. second one is when the dad finally sings at the very end, oh. and the music oh. swells and the sleigh takes Come off. On. I well Iconic, up man. every time. Yep. That's why the movie. This was my number one movie because it's got like a perfect performance at the time for Will Ferrell. Like it's, um, it's perfect, but then there's also those emotional hits too. It's a good movie. It's genuinely a good movie. Isn't it crazy to think All that time. when they were making that movie, they didn't know if Will Ferrell would be able to like lead a blockbuster film. Oh, like, yeah, that crazy. was a big he question had... in that movie was, will he be like, can he do it? Yeah. It was his first non James SNL Conn movie. Well, yeah, that's where all the money went, I think, was James Conn. <laughs> yeah. Go watch the uh, the Netflix movies that made us about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's really I'm good. watching it today. I am watching it today. I absolutely love it. Um, it's a good pick. Uh, wouldn't be my first movie off the board, but that's a different debate for a different time. Klein, you are back here in the second round. You have Christmas lights. Where are you going next? It's going to be a little while before I come back, so I feel like I have to get this now because it will disappear. Um, I'm going with my number one movie on the board, and I think one of my favorite movies ever made. I am doing the John Hughes classic, Home Alone. Damn it! Uh, this movie is yep. I like. Can I say perfect? Like there is nothing I would change about this movie. Yeah. Um, I think that Macaulay Culkin was he was just he was just on a just on a run in that early 90s late 80s kind of spot and what they do with this movie is it is it's magic and it's a great movie without the christmas in it it's just framed around christmas so perfectly and i love the wet bandits like you have danny devito like or not danny devito joe pesci in there um and like it's just it's so good and it's very it feels almost steven like like spielberg-esque a little bit um, John Hughes. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's because it's the John Hughes music, but I oh, think that um, and Chris Columbus directed, like, it is just, it's so good. It is so good. Um, and what can I say about Home Alone that hasn't been said? All filmed in a high school gym. Did you know that? They built, like, a house set inside of a gym. Uh, I did not know that. Because they couldn't that. get um, the equipment in the doors of the actual house. It was yeah. too small. 
I just I need to shout out Marv in this movie. Oh yeah, and I, I'm going to bring up my favorite moment right now. Whenever Joe Pesci is like saying, "We'll come back at night" or whatever, and he's just kind of staring off, not responding. He goes, "That's a good idea." <laughs> it's just it's he, he's so subtle with everything. And then you know, yeah, kids are scared of the dark. You're scared of the dark too, Marv. I am not. Oh my god, the wet bandits. I, I'm. I love Macaulay Culkin, but like the Wet Bandits make that movie for me. And then Joe Pesci not being able to cuss is just a blessing to watch. Yeah. For me, so my favorite, my favorite sequence of the whole movie, and it has nothing to do with Kevin McAllister or really the family. It is when the mom is trying to get home, Catherine O'Hara in the airport. She meets John Candy, and she's yeah. like, the Polka King of the new, like the Midwest. Yeah. You know, maybe polka. you know, Polka 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 Polka. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, left by you think that's bad. I left by sort of a funeral parlor overnight. You know, he was fine. You know, he was fine six, seven weeks. He started talking again. Kids are tough like that. Kids are tough like that. John, it's one of the greatest cameos in movie history. Yeah. Every uh, line he had was ad libbed, by the, the way. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, that, that doesn't it was surprise a favor, me at all. It was a favor to John Hughes. <laughs> yeah, paid fifteen or fifteen dollars for it, I and think. they kept him for like eight, like sixteen hours or something. Like they, he yeah. was there the Another whole day. Another great movies who made this episode. Yeah, it's very good. Home Alone. Uh, yeah, number one pick on the board for me as well. Just shout out to how terrible the entire McAllister, fam- McAllister family is. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Nothing but scumbags. So bad. That's the worst. The worst people in the world. Especially, the uncle is it Buzz? Slays me. Buzz. Is it bu- yeah. Buzz? Buzz? Oh my God. Buzz. I just watched this. Yeah. yeah. Buzz, your girlfriend, Woof. <laughs> <laughs> woof. Come on. In uh, the linchpin to the whole movie, uh, what's the little cousin's name? Who wets oh, the bed? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's Coley Culkin's that... brother. Um, I don't know his really? character's name, though. Yeah. Is that, is that true? Mini yeah. Culkin, um, yeah. But Fuller. If that kid doesn't. Oh, Fuller. Fuller. Yes, Fuller. <laughs> if that kid doesn't wet the bed, Kevin doesn't sleep upstairs and he's on that bus going to the going to the airport with everybody. Fuller's the crux of the whole movie. Yeah. And when he gets smushed by that chair, man, it's uh, iconic. <sighs> iconic movie. Perfect was the best way to describe it. That was my number one movie as well. Seen in the theaters on Christmas I, Eve. I can't wait. Oh, that's awesome. It's amazing. I just I've with already seen it. Oh. Yeah. You've already seen it in theaters? No, I've already seen it just this holiday season. We watched it last weekend. Then, it, we've seen, oh yeah, we've watched, watched well, we watched two Christmas movies so far this year. Yeah. Home Alone is I, one uh, of them. It's the best. It's the absolute best. It is a perfect movie. Um, I am here and I'm going to do something a little unprecedented. I'm taking the number, I'm taking the top two songs off the board. I know songs wow. a deep category. I know that, but I have the number one. I think the gap between one and two is substantial. I think the gap between two and three is substantial. I want to know what number two is. Yeah. It's Darling Love, Christmas Baby, Yeah, uh, Please Come Home. Yeah, the snow's coming oh, okay. down. Oh, dude. It, this is, I think this is the better song. It's not as iconic as um, All I Want for Christmas is You, but this is this is my favorite Christmas song. And the fact that it's here on the board, I think this is a like i think there's a huge tier with one and two so i'm doubling up on song mm. uh double running back uh here in the first two rounds and you know i i do think i'll be able to get some good value here coming back from the third round um so yeah darling love christmas uh baby please come home mm. any thoughts not, on darling love not my second like not two on my board it is high up there but a solid pick. a very good song it's one of those mm-hmm. you, you i'm noticing a trend with you matt you like the belters Oh, you like yeah. the like you like these <laughs> these these like vocalists who can just like just just give it. There's no subtlety to it at all. It is just boom. 
Mm-hmm. And, and it's so weird because I'm such a subtle human being. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> totally. that's, I mean, that's, that's subtlety. <laughs> yeah. Two things that peas in a pod. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to have those two. I think that's I think that's gonna hold a lot of weight on the graphic is having the top two Christmas songs, at least in my opinion. And you know, I think all I want for Christmas, easy number one for everybody. I think a lot of people have uh Baby Please Come Home as number two. Maybe not everybody, but I think a lot of people do. So I'm excited to have that stack. David, you are up here at the end of the second round. Yeah, I got um well obviously I have miscellaneous NBA basketball. NBA basketball. Mm-hmm. Shut up! Crazy, great value. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> Is it great value if it's the number one overall pick? No, Is that it's that impossible works? to be great value. <laughs> Incredible value pick. We fired by next year. Um, I'm going with song "Last Christmas" by Wham, which Hell I yeah. believe is the second best behind "All I Want for Christmas." In my opinion, last. It's so good. I, it's it's probably my favorite this year, 2022. I'm like, oh yeah, let's put this one on. Like I am so excited to hear it every time it comes comes on. Um, I think it's a great great tune, and yeah, like it's just it's iconic to me as well. It's a little bit different, you know. There's something different about it. There's just like a different rhythm going on. It's not that like. I don't know who's the guy who sings like it's not like Michael Buble. It's not like Bing Crosby from no, the back in the day. Don't invoke the name of Buble on here, okay? <laughs> he has a great Last Christmas too. There's a lot yeah. of good oh, Last yeah. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of those. But yeah, I think it's a great song, and I enjoy it every holiday season. Another great opening beat. You know, you kind of like get that vibe. I guess my only great song. I mean, I think I, Wham is up there for me as far as best Last Christmas. I guess the only downside to that song is that there are other like big last christmases like you mentioned bing crosby and michael buble it's 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 uh it's one that a lot of people do but wham definitely does it the best i think it's a good pick a lot of people love that song yeah so my next pick right uh, turn in the corner yeah i'm gonna go with film uh it's a wonderful life which is my favorite this is my favorite christmas movie um, it's from 1946 history lesson. Uh, it's about a little guy named George Bailey. We go through his life. It is a simple concept, yet it is beautiful, black and white. It is filmmaking at its finest. It still holds up. I will show my kids it one day when it is a hundred years old, literally. And I just, I, ha- it is a perfect movie to me. Like you talking about Home Alone being perfect. This movie is perfect for me. Now, if you. I grew up on it, so I have a certain affiliation to it. If you were to, sh- if I like, like my fiance Jasmine, like she, I showed her it a few years ago. She's like, eh, fell asleep, right? It's like, yeah, it's not really for me. Me grew up with it, I, and I just appreciate it so much. I think the story is just, it's just so good. There's something so special about they put the way they put the story together, and I, and I find it charming how old it is. You know, I don't think it holds it back at all. I think the way they talk is interesting, but at the same time it's about valuing your life and like the themes and ideas of the story and the movie hold up to this day and are like are universal and iconic forever no matter when it was set and when it was made so it's a wonderful life is my next pick and i'm so happy i was able to select it because it is my favorite christmas movie i hate you david yep. it is I'm my favorite christmas movie too it's it's not even the 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 part of all parts, the moment of all moments. Uh, I want to live again. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it, it, I echo all the same sentiments, David. Same experience with uh, Alana. 
you know, it's just, it's not for her because, you know, we grew up on it. It's a tradition in my family. Yeah. After Thanksgiving dinner at my aunt's house, we go home and we watch It's a Wonderful Life to kick off the Christmas season. It is, it is not just one of the best Christmas movies of all time. It's one of the best films of all time, plain and simple. I wanted to pick this one, but I, I felt like I had to get Elf off the board there um, just because I think that's going to resonate with more voters. Mm, um, right. But I, I really did think I was going to get this um, all the way back to me because I didn't know anyone else was a big fan of it. I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard of it and likes it, but I did not think you were about to take that, David. So cl- clearly, Jack, I picked Amy Basketball number one. I'm not really here for the voters today. I'm here for what I like, oh, no, you're what I want. <laughs> no, right. it's good for it fits your team, buddy. It fits your team. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm thrilled with my team. All these things bring me great joy. My dad would love your team. Um, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, Matt. Check it out this year, Matt. Yeah, yeah, no, me and Aaron, too. we yeah. got on the list. We got on the list. We're it definitely is, gonna watch it. Definitely it's a beautiful watch. film. It's good stuff. Uh, our one, two, three, third movie off the board. I'm gonna make it number four. Um, I'm going back to the movie category as well. I can't risk it getting away you know what i mean because i just heard uh jack say it's like family tradition something we do every year so i'm wearing the sweater higby's department store in hanson indiana it's going to be christmas story uh Mm. it's uh the tbs one played 24 hours um on christmas day it's gotten the nickelback treatment a little bit where people like hating it because there's so much of it but it is one of the most quotable movies ever made and it's got so much iconic Christmasness to it that's hung to the flagpole. You'll shoot your eye out. I can't put my arms down. So many things about that movie bring me so much joy, including this is something I, I guess I've never really thought about extensively. My favorite line in any movie ever. Um, you know, some men are Catholics, some men are Protestants. My father was an Oldsmobile man. And I just I love <laughs> the character of the old man so much. For so many different reasons, uh, my 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 father worked in profanity like Picasso worked in uh, oils, and I just think that there's so many things about that movie that make me smile from ear to ear. Is it like a great story? Now, sure, whatever. But dozens of iconic characters, all the way down to the Santa and ho ho ho, and a boot to the face. Like like, there's so much good about Christmas Story. I got to get it on the board, or else uh, you know I might be disowned from my family. So I'm gonna take Christmas Story and Higby's Department Store, the Red Rider BB gun. Virgile, any thoughts on Christmas Story? Virgile, oh oh, it's a major award. <laughs> it's my major <laughs> award. Oh uh, yeah, another tradition for my family as well. We open presents. Um, start having some breakfast afterward and sit down and, and watch that thing uh, with the marathon on TBS. So great pick. It's all time. The, you use the only, all the glue. The only celebrity I ever get compared to is little Ralphie. I had nice. a high school oh, teacher. So good. I had a high school that's teacher. Amazing. Shout out Mr. Stacy history class, grade 12. He didn't call. He never called me Klein. He saw me walk in that class and he called me Ralphie yeah, the entire you. semester and it stuck. Is anyone going to watch tough. a sequel that just came out? No. No, yeah, I don't think so. Either. I feel like that's walking into a church after committing a murder. It's just sin. Um, won't be watching it. <laughs> don't touch it. Wow. Stop. Well, they already made a sequel in the 80s. Tommy Shelby shit. Yeah. Yeah, it is Tommy Shelby shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's awesome. What if Tommy Shelby is a Christmas story? You know, he kind of is. Bart, when he, when he, do, oh, Ralph, <laughs> thanks for saving us. It's good stuff. Um, you used all the glue on purpose. 
because <laughs> the lamp broke it's good um i got christmas story here in round three klein here we are in round three as well you have a decoration a movie off the board where are you going next i'm going for my second movie it's number two on my board right Ooh. behind home alone and I, I am picking this one's from the heart i don't care what anyone says a muppet christmas carol nice Love it. this i think is in probably the last 10 years or so has quickly shot up the list as probably like one of my favorite christmas movies um i just think it is i love the muppets i love a good musical i think michael Caine in this is playing this like it is like he's going for every award ever and he's surrounded by puppets which i love so very very much um it's hilarious for me it's not a particular moment that i love but the gonzo and rizzo just like narration throughout the whole thing is gold every time they pop on pop up on screen it is like it's some of the funniest shit that i've ever i've ever seen um and yes so i'm going muppet christmas carol as my second movie and i'm hoping that i'm just hoping that this draft is going to work out i think it will but i i'm feeling good people say it's the best christmas carol recently uh that's been told you know what i mean there's so many different versions of that movie uh people say it's one of the best it's, it's it's one of the most fun uh christmas carols that they have uh will ferrell and ryan Reynolds just made one so um i've never seen it personally but i also love the muppets and to know that uh you know gonzo is such a big part of it is incredible because that's top tier muppet stuff that should be top of your list this year matt go on disney plus go into the extras of the movie on disney plus find the extended version with the cut song that didn't make it to the theatrical cut watch that the rizzo cut if you want to call it and release the rizzo cut yeah you are in you are in for a treat the Rizzo cut. All right. I got it on the list. There's no way Aaron wants to watch that. No shot oh, in hell. Convince um, her. Tell her Michael Caine's in it. She'll she'll love it. <laughs> you know, you know what? Anytime Michael Caine comes up, me and Aaron both look at each other from across. Never. Just think of it. <laughs> think of it as a uh Dark Knight prequel and Alfred spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. Prequel. Um it's good stuff. Jack, oh, here we begins. are the turn of the three four. Who you got? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely have to go a song here, and it's funny because the song category is not one I'm very attached to, at least not compared to some of the other categories we have here. Um, but no one's taken this one, and, and I, I think it deserves a place here as one of the, one of the first few songs to take in this draft. And I'm gonna go. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. By the Jackson oh. Five. Mm. Um, I had that on my list. Damn it. Yeah. 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 And I, I just I think it's so classic and particularly i don't there's such a weird memory with this i remember driving well i wasn't driving my mom was i was really young driving home from the doctor's office like very very close to christmas and this song came on and you know oh i don't know how we should bring this up uh i believed in santa claus at the time <laughs> and um if you are a child listening to the direct podcast what do you mean you believed in santa claus yeah. the... oh like we're gonna spoil it <laughs> Uh, I, I'm I'm Walter Hobbs now. Okay, what do you um, mean, Santa? What, how do your presents get there? I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ralphie. I'm sorry. Um, but I remember listening. I, I and I believe in Santa Claus at the time, and I, I was listening to the song. I'm like, oh my god, Santa Claus is coming soon, and it just it got me all jacked <laughs> up. I was talking so to me. <laughs> they were talking to me. Klein. That's exactly what was going on. True show situation. Um, I will say though, I have come to appreciate um bruce springsteen's version of the oh, song oh yeah that was the one that was the version i had on my list yeah but oh, i yeah, wanted to go classic here with jackson five because um young michael jackson can just hit those notes oh, man. man so mm -hmm. 
I love my the idea of little baby Jack. In the... <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of baby think... Jack in the backseat going like, he is coming to town. They're he right. He is, Klein. Yeah. This town in particular. What town do you live in, Jack? watch out. What town did you grow up in, Jack? That would be Duval, Jacksonville, Florida. Does Santa come to Jacksonville, or is it just the a jaguar that shows up to your front door with a big <laughs> and Santa thong? Trevor Lawrence. Jaguars have never showed up to my made. door with a good present. Well, they, with a good present, sure, but not a great one. It's a shame. Jackson Deville and the thong the other day was oh, awesome. King, that he was that shit. Awesome. I love that the giant head. Also, top tier mascot name Jackson Deville. It's <laughs> good stuff. Jack. Kick us off in the fourth round. You have a decoration movie and a song. Where are you going next? Oh boy. Um don't break my I'm heart definitely yet. going. I'm definitely going movie. Okay. Um, but this is tough. This is very tough. I I have a lot. This is a section of my movies where I didn't rank them just because they are too hard to rank and they all have a different feature about them that it's like, oh, but I love that part. Oh, but I love this. I did get a comedy with Elf though. So I'm gonna go Miracle on 34th Street. Um, this is the classic movie that I'll take. I wanted to take It's a Wonderful Life. Of course, David stole that from me. So I'll go with another big classic old time movie. Uh, I'm going with the old one, not not the new one that 94. came out with the Jurassic Park guy. Um, yeah, not 94. Um, I actually don't know what year this one came out, but um, Natalie Wood is, again, related to her so much in that movie because she's she's questioning like is santa real and chris kringle comes along one of the sweetest old men i don't even know the actor's name but he is perfect this movie is so sweet it has of course the classic scene where um oh i don't know where she's from is she from like germany or something and he just starts speaking to her in german or, or, or whatever language it was and it's like oh my heart melts um this is this is just a classic it's one of those that my dad forced me to watch as a kid i was like i'm not gonna like this and now it's a now it's just a tradition to always watch once a year so miracle on 34th street as as classic as you can get i think Mm -hmm. the only touchstone i have is the 94 one where they spared no expense and um the uh, all-time courtroom scene when they bring the reindeer into the courtroom um on miracle on 34th street i don't know if that's in the original but that's iconic as well I can confirm it's not. It's, it's okay. definitely not. Well, your boy it's, sucks. It, that no, it, no, 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 no. <laughs> it, there, there, there's this. I, I've never. I've only seen parts of that '94 one, but the, there are the iconic scene in the original is just it. You cheer every time. You're like, yeah, take it, you adult who don't believe. Oh, yeah. so good. Does anybody have any thoughts on Miracle in Thirty Four? Never seen it. Oh, yeah. God. Klein, you got to do it, man. I think you'll watch It's a Wonderful Life for the first time last year. So I've only seen that. I remember that. I remember that. I was very excited. Maybe this year that'll be the the classic that I dive into. Maybe I just do the 94 one. Do you like It's a Wonderful Life, Klein? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I I thought I remembered that. Yeah. The eras of Christmas movies is a very interesting thing. You know what I mean? How they evolve over time. Yet they, they, you know, the, the linchpin is the themes that they carry um klein you are up um you are not going to take my movie pick which is exciting but uh, Mm -hmm. where are you going with the fourth round i'm going with my number one song um on my draft board i like mariah carey i i love every song that's been picked so far i do really enjoy but this is number one for me it is bing crosby's it's the most wonderful time of the year nice um this is when we talk about iconic opening bars 
This is or no, is this Andy uh, Williams? Am I crazy? Andy Williams. Andy Williams. Andy Williams, yes. Andy Williams, most wonderful time of the year. Sorry about that. Sorry, Bing. Um yeah. Sorry, iconic Andy. opening bar, icon, iconic opening yeah. bars that just like <laughs> That uh, those few instrumental notes before it just like it builds and builds and then boom and he comes in and I love a good like my kind of Christmas music is the I love the Christmas crooners I love the old the like that mm-hmm. um, have yourself a merry exactly and it's the most wonderful time of the year I think perfectly personifies that I like that it's been kind of um, pirated by and just like taken by other people for other times of the year like you hear it around like staples has ads that when school is going back into school like into (laughs) class or whatever and it's like it's the most and i get to hear it again so yeah yeah, i'm doing it's the most wonderful time of the year number one on my music board good one the most christmassy of christmas songs in a lot of ways um you know it just embodies the entire month um it's a great one it's wonderful and you know I, I'm realizing as we go through these, Klein, you keep pointing out all these opening notes that really just like, oh, that one's on. Oh, that one's on. Like this one has another great one. Uh, more Christmas karaoke needs to be done across the board. I think it's a limited time thing, but we should all be doing more Christmas karaoke. Um, just be the change you want to see in the world, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do it every day. I stand on my balcony. It's beginning. And then everybody just throws fruit at me. Tells me <laughs> Mom, the um, scary man screaming again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he keeps smoking off his balcony. It's weird. Um, here I am in the fourth round. I'm going song, song, movie, movie. I'm I'm keeping the onesie positions for my last few. I can't risk this getting to David. Um, I have a chance to get my top two songs and two of my top three movies. It's easy enough, guys. It's Christmas vacation. There National we go. Wednesday. There it is. Um, it's it's it's. I think, in my opinion, the last of the classics on the board um, in Christmas vacation. Um, the egregious four minute opening Christmas vacation with the little animation in the National Lampoon style. There's just an abundance of like I like earlier, just quotable moments from this movie. It's the it's the uh, it's the Griswold family Christmas tree, and it's way too big. Um, it's uh, the guy from Big Bang Theory in the back seat. Uh, it's it's everything. Everything about this movie is great. And then you know you get through about 45, 50 minutes into the movie, and then everything's looking great. The lights the lights pop up. Uh, Klein drafted those earlier, and then just. From the right side of the screen, here comes Uncle Eddie, and the entire movie changes. Like, like you watch that movie, Uncle Eddie shows up, and everything turns on a ninety degree angle, and everything just goes downhill um, from there. And he's one of the greatest. You serious, Clark? Um, one of the greatest uh, side characters ever in Uncle Eddie, uh, which is a really good time. So I'm taking Christmas vacation. I'm incredibly ecstatic. I couldn't get home alone, but I got my two and three. Um, so I'm happy to be here with it. Does anybody have any thoughts on Christmas vacation? Can I be extremely I, vulnerable with all of you right now? Oh boy. Mm. Yeah. Sure. This is the Christmas movie. Basketball. This is this is the Christmas movie that has eluded me. Every single year I tell oh. myself I need to see this film because I know I will love it. I love that era of like SNL Chevy Chase. Like I love that era of comedy. And this is the one that I have never seen. I want you to watch it so bad. I'll watch Muppets if you watch Christmas Vacation. I will watch. Like, I here's the thing: is I'm not adverse to watching this film. I just every year it's like I need to watch it. I need to watch it, and then boom, it's Christmas Day, and now it's all over. It's done. 
it's funny to me. Matt's movies are movies that I don't like have a real history with where like I sit down to watch them every year. It's more that they're on every year. Yeah, yeah. You go to your Aunt Nancy's place yeah. and it's on in the background. They're just on. <laughs> Both those movies are just yeah. on from December 1st to the 25th. <laughs> and that's my like background of both of those. So it's like I've seen them, but I almost Love haven't that. given them like a proper shot. But it's like they're almost on. It's one of those things. You know what I'm talking about, guys, where you see, you catch 20 minutes of a movie. And it's like from minute 45 to minute, I don't know, 100, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, am I really going to go back and then watch the whole thing? Or that's kind of my taste of the year. That's what happens Mm -hmm. with these movies every single year for me. (laughs) Yeah, they're the most played, especially on cable television. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, Maybe Home Alone, but that's definitely more of a Disney Plus thing now with, you know, everything John Williams about that. Um, Fine. Like, I... You know, Charlie guarantee Brown. you. I will guarantee you. I know this is going to be a ten out of ten movie for me. Like I know I'm going to adore You're gonna this. Love every. I know. Great. It's great. You should definitely. You should definitely watch it. Let me know when you do. It's good stuff. Um, I'm ecstatic with my board. If I'm being completely honest, David, we get into uh your last turn here. Last two picks to close out your team. I think. Right? No. There's um, way well, more rounds than I thought there was going to be. We, I think we need six rounds. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yes. Six rounds. Yeah. So we'll get back to David. Yeah. David, on your uh, four or five. Yep. I am going with Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Ah, Berry. Nice. It's so good. I think it's such a fun, upbeat song. Different than any other Christmas song. Also, Needle Drop in Home Alone. Absolutely Mm -hmm. classic. Um, Kind of like wrote right in the coattails of home alone because that's an amazing pick um and yeah it's just such a fun song get rudolph in there chuck berry's killing it i like i kind of like the christmas songs um that come out of nowhere in the sense of like you know on the board we have last christmas by wham run run rudolph chuck berry even like all i want for christmas by, by Mar- mariah carey where it's not like a christmas art not it's not michael buble right it's it's like oh this one artist had this one christmas song and a lot of them do i think that's just a really fun thing because you get a different sound that way like andy williams for instance he is just the way he presents himself the way he that's sings christmas it's just yeah. christmas you know like I he just everything. sounds like christmas yeah so it's, it's yeah. one yeah Turning the corner a little bit here, um, heading back. Really quick. Hold on. I'm so sorry to cut you off. I'm so, so sorry to do this. But I just do want to say, run, run, Rudolph. If you're at a Christmas party this year and it hits that hour, hour and a half mark of the party where people aren't quite like drinking enough yet to have a good time, like if it ever hits a lull, throw on run, run, Rudolph. It picks up the energy Mm. immediately, dude. You get somebody on a piano at a party playing run, run, Rudolph, your whole night goes up in smoke. It's, It's amazing. It's a great pick. Yeah. And you get the Home Alone scene, like you said. Iconic. I just pictured Miles Teller sitting down at a piano and playing Run Run Rudolph. Yeah. Tell me oh, you wouldn't love where's every that second. edit. So good. Okay. Sorry. So where to go here? I think I'm gonna go movie and I'm gonna go with like the exact opposite of It's a Wonderful Life. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Which one? Oh, there it is. Because you got Alana's vote. Here's the thing. Wait, which one? Jim Carrey, live action, 2003 or whatever it is. Where are 
you Christmas? I, I cannot Christmas. find you. Okay. Here's the thing. Say what you want about this movie. It is iconic. Oh, it's a banger. A Christmas classic. And I think it is just such a special place in my heart that I, I watch it every year. Me and Jasmine watch it every single year. Like, this is one that she really likes. And sure, it's the Grinch. It's super goofy. It's it's like the goofiest thing I've ever seen. It's like a expanded like Nickelodeon show from the early 2000s. But I think it's so iconic that it works in this draft because it's so much fun. I think Jim Carrey's having a blast. Maybe actually not because of the prosthetics and all that. But the Grinch himself, honestly, if I watch like there was that new Grinch movie, blah, didn't want to see that. Benedict Cumberbatch, get out of here. Look, (laughs) I only like the thing that's happened with this. I only like this version now. I only really relate (laughs) to this version of the Grinch. I think it's just so much fun. And it's the one that I want to watch every year. Goofy, hammy, whatever you want to call it. I think it's iconic. And I watch it every single year. Like, sit down to watch it every time. Jack? I will say, I, I agree with you. It's iconic. I don't think it's classic, but iconic is a perfect word for it. I'm I'm just not a big Jim Carrey comedy guy. Mm. I love him in, like, Eternal Sunshine. And he is so, and he is so Jim Carrey in this. Exactly. This is, like, Jim as Jim Carrey. Carrey as you can get. But I will say my my, my bigger knock against the pick, I, and I think it's a good pick. Alana's gonna make me watch it this year with her sister, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to enjoy it. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a chance because I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, but my bigger knock against it is that this is nowhere near my favorite Grinch, and that my favorite mm. Grinch is the one at Universal Studios. Easy, e- <laughs> like those the Grinches at Universal Studios are like the Grinch. So like if you just go on social media, type in like Universal Grinch or whatever. The videos you'll see, it's it's pure comedy. Like that's my kind of comedy. Um, but it's still, I mean, this is a good pick. I, I think it had to get chosen in this draft. Yeah. I think the moment that like I imagine, and you talk about how this is like some expanded weird thing, and you you know the original Grinch, the animation and that, and they had to expand it into like a two-hour movie. And the perfect just like if you were to distill that into one moment, it's the whole like King of Kringle sequence. <laughs> or King of Christmas or whatever, where yeah. he comes down and he's eating the puddings and he's like being driven around in these little cars. And yep. it, it is just so like, like way, way too much, but I love it. Yeah. And we get a backstory with everything with, um, mm-hmm. uh, what's, what's, yeah. And then we, and then there's like the mayor with, and then he gets the razor yeah. and the and yeah. little, little Grinch. That, that was the first baby Yoda. Stop it, it, David. No. Basically. I just I just picture the scene where little City Lou who's in the rapping station and she looks up and Grinch is like up in the corner like Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Like Ben Affleck and BBS. Superman, the extended cut. It's a hundred percent. Um City Lou who's great. Taylor Momsen. Max Max better than the cartoon. Um who? Taylor Momsen, Cindy Lou, right? Am I crazy? Or what's who is it? It's some. She's like a punk rock like singer now. I know who you're talking about, Klein, but I can't think of the name. I forget who it is. She's fantastic in that movie. Um, the makeup department deserved every award that they won that year because they won a bunch of them. You nailed um, it, Klein. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Momsen, yeah. I knew it. I yeah. knew it. Killed it. Um, of Momsen and Sons. Where are you, Christmas? Um, exactly. It's uh, my least favorite Jim Carrey movie. Oh, come on, Matt. You know, call me a Grinch, but 
the original one and very underrated part of the original one. 22 minutes, guys. We're in. Oh, we're yeah. out. We're moving on to the next thing. It's very yeah. nice. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, not for me, but people are going to love it. My only my only thing about your team here, David, I think the people voting for It's a Wonderful Life aren't voting for the Jim Carrey Grinch. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I mean? No consistency <laughs> whatsoever. As Klein said, I am an enigma. And here we go. <laughs> yes, you are. You're a mystery wrapped in a riddle. That's why we love you. Um, here we are. I'm here in the fifth round. I have decoration and miscellaneous um, activity. Um, I'm saving my decoration. I think that the big ones are off the board. Um, so, so we're going to end the draft for the end. <laughs> that's that's how it's supposed to be done, baby. That's what people showed up for. Show up for Hobo Load, stay for the decoration talk. Um, uh, I'm going to go to miscellaneous activity. Definitely should have been the first miscellaneous activity off the board. It's opening presents, guys. It's sitting around yeah, the Christmas sure. tree, yep. opening presents. You get to open yours. You get to watch your niece open hers. You get to watch your your mom and dad open the gas station present that you got for them. Scratchers, maybe. Um, everything around opening presents. The wrapping, the wrapping paper afterwards. Where you guys, uh, I don't know what the sibling situation is across the board here, but I had six siblings um, at both Holy. of my houses, so I have eight total. Wow. Yeah, so I did two christmases every christmas with six siblings at each and so it was very much take your turn kind of thing you always get that one sibling that like you know just gets a little too anxious and grabs his (laughs) the guessing which one is your present under the tree um you know the days leading up to christmas and then one last thing about opening presents at christmas this was for me i think it's a little bit of a common thing you walk down you sit on your stairs sitting on your stairs um so on your stairs, you see all the presents wrapped, but the one present that isn't wrapped, that's the one that Santa brought. You know what I mean? Santa brings one present a year, and it's the unwrapped one in the front. So that's like your first present is that one you see, my 64, my Lionel train set, my bike when I was like nine or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Like the unwrapped Santa present was a big part of it. So, uh, you know, opening presents, I think, is a slam dunk miscellaneous activity. The amount of golf clubs I got from Santa is ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is a great one. This is it's not the to me. There are there are different moments of payoff of like Christmas time. And this is one of those moments. It's just yeah. like everything has kind of led to this. And, the, and I, it's always weird to say is like it, it sounds like selfish. Oh, my favorite part of Christmas is opening presents. But like it's more than that. It's, it's the family being around together. You care about who's getting what I got you this. Oh, like it, it's it's that sharing of love and yeah, just gift giving in general. It's it, it's very special. So I, th- I think this was definitely the number one. Um, and it's a great pick. For me, it was always that not the uh, actual opening of the presents, but we had like I have two sisters, but my mom's side of the family especially is very close. So every other year we would do mom's side, dad's side. And when mom's side was there, we had I think there were oh, now I've got to count about 10 of us cousins that were all within the oldest would have been like 12 and when the youngest was two so like within 10 years and so there was a good there was a good period where every single one of us at one point was still full-on santa claus and so you'd come downstairs and the living room would just be like you couldn't walk Mm. because it was just there was just so much stuff everywhere and i'm happy to know matt that our family isn't the only crazy ones that do it this way where it is 
we go oldest to youngest and you open one yep. present at a time and it mm-hmm. takes hours like forever you, jack says you open presents and then have breakfast and you're done for the day no we like Never. in our family you gotta have breakfast before that because you're gonna be spending the rest of the day just sitting there opening one by one so you can see grandma get her cheese knife set and then mom open up <laughs> mm-hmm. her uh, tea yes. towels and little jimmy yes. gets the hungry hungry hippos like that's <laughs> that is the entire day i have a very cute game <laughs> GameCube was a great present. That was the group present. Another one, yeah. the group present. Yeah, I remember. I remember the biggest. The biggest one for me was the year the Wii came out, and you couldn't sure. find Wii's anywhere, and it was yeah. the last one hidden way under the tree. And I opened it, and I like you know the Nintendo sixty four kid YouTube video. It was that moment for a hundred thirty five yeah. pound nine year old. Like I was like <laughs> I was almost did a backflip. At one hundred thirty five pounds, damn, I that would have been yeah, impressive. That would have been incredibly kid. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god the the present tucked behind the tree oh there's yep. one more over there uh, the sneaky one oh, no or the one um, from the back room Ooh. oh yeah oh, 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 that the one that's out. not even in the goddamn room yep. yeah, yeah. The, the sneaky one you know what i, I like oh, yeah, is when up? you get um gifts in your stocking and it's like it's like extra presents almost like because like yeah, we would yeah. get like like three different things most of them it was like candy or something but one year i got candy. revenge of the sith and my yeah. my parents finally oh. let me watch it. It was such a great I remember moment. the year I got the Wii, <laughs> there was a the controller in the stocking. And I was like, what is this controller for? What's going on? And I didn't know that there was a Wii yeah. under the tree. It was great. Do you guys ever have the like, hey, like, is there an order? Like, is there an order to these? I, I we have that. Yeah, oh, I like, we've, we've, I've had that. Yep. Like, you don't want to like there's times, right? You open the game before you get like the console or you open yep. up like the this before you get to that. And it's like, wait, hold wait a second you get like you get like the mouse to like the computer <laughs> it's like wait what in video games were detrimental to santa claus as well because how often did somebody get a game and it's like the playstation version but you have an xbox and your mom's gonna be like oh santa must have said the wrong one let me run and go exchange it with him real quick and just she just goes to best buy think, and swaps it out <laughs> think about the lazy ass parent excuses for santa when you're young they're just oh like uh wrong one oops santa messed up and they can just like it's deflection, right? Because they screw up everything. Like, or they mess it up, or they got the wrong size. Like, the sh- you get like the medium yeah. shirt, and you're like, I'm kind of a large. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah. Santa messed it up. We'll have to, you know, call him again next year. Yeah. They also get none of the credit, though, as well, which is exactly. which is another thing. right. And shout and out later to the kids they... of divorce who open so many presents on Christmas Day because wow, there's a lot of traveling, and you got to go to mom's, you got to go to dad's, you got to go to their grandpa. It's a whole thing. Um, opening presents here in the fifth round moving on to klein we've been at this for an hour just wanted to point that out it's very fun but uh klein uh you have two movies a song and a decoration where are you going next i'm taking my second song it was number two on my song board it is by the illustrious brenda lee rocking around the christmas tree Mm, another fantastic opening like just few bars (laughs) like you know you're in for a good time when this starts this to me you talk about run run rudolph this to me is the christmas party song this is the like every I think every Christmas party I've walked into this song yeah. is playing or when I imagine a Christmas party in my head, people are sitting, they're schmoozing, they're drinking, they're having cocktail weenies or whatever you do at Christmas parties. I haven't been to very many. And I hear this song in my head. This is the Christmas song to me. This is the celebration song. And it isn't going to like get you up and dancing like Run Run Rudolph will. But it does. It's very merry. It's very bright. Um, And it's just like it's you can jam to it. Yeah. yeah. Another great Home Alone scene. Yeah, I was gonna say another Home Alone. Yeah, this thing. 
But do 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 do. Yeah, Klein with the pick. Home Alone great stack pick. there. Mm-hmm. It's hard to talk about the songs, you know, like in length. You know what I'm saying? We're not exactly That's musicians, here, but so speak for yourself. I think it's a wonderful pick. Okay, true. It's a Let's wonderful it. pick, Jack. <laughs> you are here in the fifth round. <laughs> Who you got? Well, closing out your team. Yeah, it is closing yeah, out my ooh. team, and so I guess it doesn't Pushes really matter on. what order I go in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait to do song last, just because I I really don't know what to pick. There's, what do you have at left? This miscellaneous activity. Yeah, yeah, okay. and, and and one more song. Oh. So I'll go miscellaneous activity first here, and this is one that's like near and dear to my heart. But I really don't know how if like this is a thing that a lot of other people do. Um, driving around to look at Christmas lights. Okay. Oh, yeah. Town. Yeah. Um, Candy cane. It's, it's, yeah, man. And, oh, and here in Jacksonville, we have this one street, um, this one road. It's called Gervin. And if you're in Jacksonville and you say Gervin, everyone knows what it is. It, I mean, this street, it's like it's like a it's like an oval, and they go all out. Like it's 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 a huge thing, and it's not like it's literally just people who I guess if you live on that street, you're kind of screwed because I mean the line for this thing. To, to just go look at these lights is insanely long. I think one time a, a couple of years ago, my dad and I and Alana waited for like probably th- two hours just to get to the Jesus. light part. And then that took another hour. Um, but it's so cool and it's so beautiful. And I just, I love that feeling of like, it's nighttime, you know, it doesn't get that cold in Florida, but it's like cold enough and you can get hot chocolate or something. You'll turn on Christmas music and just go around town looking at lights. And it's, I, I don't know. It just means so much to me. I think it's special. The secret weapon of going around is finding a house that's like, turn in, tune into 103.8 FM to like, and the yes. lights are yes. the music. That is some serious mm-hmm. production value. Like it is mm-hmm. awesome. My grandmother loves that activity she always wants to do that every single year because there's like several neighborhoods and i don't know what it is they have like a code or a secret club where it's like oh that neighborhood's got good lights and then like every third house is like decked out Mm -hmm. yeah same same here in process before you buy a house like so like where's your christmas (laughs) hoa (laughs) that's genuinely Uh, a thing here we have a candy cane lane and when people buy and sell the houses they get informed like hey just so you know like this whole street goes hard yeah Yeah. klein just slipped up he clearly lives in the north pole i confirmed so sure I find it funny you guys talk about Christmas and it might be the same for Matt because like when I think Christmas lights, I think snow Snow. and Christmas to me is always like a like I'm I was going to say like, oh, a fun miscellaneous Christmas activity would be tobogganing, which is a Canadian like sledding. Gabby said, say tobogganing and they'll laugh at you. Um, But like for you guys, that's not a thing. Like you don't get that you you, your Christmas is always it's you could go to go to the beach. Yeah. Have you guys ever been sledding? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. In Missouri, well, what, what of course, like, 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 where did you sled? Is my question. Um, I've spent a few Christmases in Vermont, uh, some in oh, Georgia, tons of snow. Vermont. Yeah, Vermont, <laughs> yeah, Vermont is very cold and very snowy, yeah. um, for Christmas. All right, so, so that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, we um, went, zoo, um, big Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. Oh, the. I, I didn't even think about the zoo, Matt. That's a great call. Yeah, St. Augustine, Florida, also, they do a, th- a thing called Night of Lights, which is like a big deal, and they kind of go all out in certain areas. So that's mm-hmm. always a fun thing. Yeah, I, I love, and it's funny, that I think that's why I would not have taken Christmas lights as my decoration, even if it came to me, just because I knew I was probably going to go this route for, unless opening presents somehow got to me, which I knew it wouldn't. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's a good pick. Really good pick. Oh, oh shoot, it's my pick left. again. Tough one. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wrap Damn it up. It. Lot of, a lot of chalk still on the board. Mm-hmm. I so there's there are a lot of classic Christmas songs that like I'm like I, they're classic. I'll sing along to them, but like eh, they're not for me. Um, especially ones left on the board here. Um, I'm trying not to for stall. Them. They're they're not for me, man. Like they don't really they don't do it oh, for me. Really? Um, ugh, crap. Okay, you know I'll I'll go this one because I I honestly forgot about this song. But when I put it on my list, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I, I like this one. Um. I'm going to go Wonderful Christmas Time, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Simply having yeah. a wonderful Christmas. Love like that, that one. That just, that, that's just like a, that's like the jolly type of like, yeah, I'm going to get in the mood and it, it's not going to get you up to like dance or anything. Um, And it, it's not like going full out like Michael Jackson is on Santa Claus is coming to town. But it, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's a, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It's simple. And I think that's why I like about it. And that's, it doesn't, doesn't try to be anything else. And it's Paul McCartney, man. Do you want to talk iconic opening bars? Yeah, I was going to say, great opening. Oh, yeah. The synthesizer coming in. Like, oh, so good. Great drums. Yeah. Very good. Very good song. That's enough. Good one. Great one. Can't wait to listen. Like my team. Is that all the music gone? Everyone's gotten their songs? It seems to be the case. Yeah. So just shout out Beach Boys' Little St. Nick. Exactly. Nice. That's Next the Coca-Cola ad song forever. That's what I that what it brings me back to is the polar bear Coca-Cola ads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. If if uh, David had gone Mariah with the first overall pick instead of NBA basketball, Little Saint Nick would be on my team for sure. Mm. Mm. Wow. But you uh, did not pick them. Klein, you could have later. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got Darling Love. It, it it went Mariah, Darling Love, Beach Boys for me. Gosh. Oh, I. See, I just I figured see, Mariah wasn't going to be an option. I just figured right. Mariah wasn't going to be an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, um klein you are up you have a miscellaneous activity um i can't believe this isn't off the board uh i don't necessarily enjoy doing this but i enjoy the fruits of the labor that come of it i'm going christmas baking oh nice nice miscellaneous activity whether it be gingerbread sugar cookies my mom makes these things it's a it's a family recipe i had a great grandmother whose name was bert full name alberta and she made these things called bert's bombs it is Basically, you get little cut up like pieces of maraschino cherry. You roll it in peanut butter, then you dip that in chocolate and let it harden, and it is so good. Mm. Um, so we yeah, have something I'm, called Buckeye balls, where you skip the cherry. It's just peanut butter. Very and sim- yeah, yeah. Very Buckeye similar. balls but are good. Up here in Canada, we also have butter tarts, which is like a pecan pie without the pecans, but they're little tiny. They're really small, mm. and oh my gosh, that's like Christmas time. I'm just like, especially as a diabetic, it's like literally the absolute worst. Um, but yeah. it's just sugar and sweets and baking, and I love it all. So yeah, I'm going Christmas baking for my miscellaneous activities. I'll include in that maybe the whole like building the gingerbread house after it's been baked. Mm-hmm. Like I like doing that as well. Baking. That was yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm going with. I I will say, my mom, and she only does it around Christmas time, makes the best fudge, chocolate oh, fudge yeah. I've ever had, Christmas and fudge. I've gone to. I've I've gone to so many other places, tried different fudge. Like it is the best I've ever had, guys. I don't know if it'll stay fresh, but I've, it, I've traveled that, far, far away to find better fudge. <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. I'm we gonna, also I'm do gonna, like I want to send some to everybody. Christmas time, like my mom bakes the like nuts and bolts or whatever with like the cereal ah, and pretzels and cheese yeah. bites or, or mm-hmm. the cheese nibs or whatever. And yeah, those are so so good. The Hershey Kiss peanut butter cookie. Oh yeah! Yes. Oh yeah! I know the truth about food. that life. <laughs> for sure, just the Pillsbury um, I mean, cookies. I, this this is definitely just a 
Yeah, yeah. There's definitely just a Midwest thing, I think. But like the moms will get together and have like a Christmas cookie baking thing and like they go around the neighborhood and drop off bags or you oh know, yeah, everybody's front door. Yeah. It's like Christmas cookie delivery, whatever, with all the moms in the neighborhood. Very cool. It's very, it's very uh Midwest situation that I always think is very fun. Cause there's always that one mom that's running the show and right. she's got the biggest apron and all that stuff. Um, it's good stuff. I like I feel that like pick. the Midwest like is just baking. American Canada. <laughs> So many of these movies we've drafted are based out of the Midwest. It's it's unbelievable. Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, um, Santa Claus, if it ever gets drafted, all based out of the Midwest. Mostly Chicago, weirdly enough. Um, here we are. I'm at decoration. Um, I want a Christmas tree. I want a Christmas lights. Um, there's a couple more staples I could go with here, but I'm going to go with a more modern one. One that I'm hoping is going to pop on the graphic. We all live with our significant others, correct? Yes. I don't. Yes. Okay. Yet. Okay. But, you know, you're engaged to be married. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, since I moved in with my girlfriend, now wife, Aaron, I never lived with a girl before. I realized the importance of Christmas pillows and blankets. When you decorate the place for Christmas and you whip out the Christmas pillows and you whip out the Christmas blankets, it's such a big thing. And there's always that moment every year where you look at your pillows and you're like, should we go to Target and get some more? And I'm like, well, why did we buy these pillows and store them all year if we're just going to replace them the year after? So right. uh, that the, based on the reaction from the room, that's not a great pick. But I think it's going to pop for anybody who the Target Christmas pillows are yeah. going to be my decoration. The Target Christmas pillows. I hear you. I like, I like it. Fucking I... rickets. Um <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're at the tail end with decorations. And quite honestly, before I select mine, I don't really care about the decorations. <laughs> Interesting. I, I care on. much after, after the top two, I had like uh I don't know, like popcorn on string. He hasn't drafted yet. He hasn't drafted yet. Hold on, hold on. He took NBA, he took NBA basketball. Let's see what he can do here. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Let's see what we got. I'm still thinking it's Michael through. Jordan ornament on my jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I'm gonna go with kind oh, of a cheating one. Mm. I love a good cheat. Klein with the you reaction. Know. Is the small Christmas tree that's like in some other room, like the small one that's maybe like all white. I no that's way. where I'm going with. There's no way you can get a small Christmas <laughs> no. tree. There is no way. Absolutely <laughs> not. Another Christmas, Christmas tree. <laughs> it serves a completely different purpose. <laughs> oh my god! Than the oh large Christmas tree, and would argue, dude, whereas you're the missing like one Christmas iconic tree, Christmas ornament. Fine, you're yeah, cutting yeah. me off. It well, as the large standard Christmas tree actually serves a practical purpose of christmas that you put presents under there it is a tool the small christmas tree is simply a decoration it just sits there you look at it and you put it back in if i if that's vetoed i will take so the, sto- vetoed. the stocking unbelievably vetoed the stocking, uh, okay. stocking. Stock- stocking. i think that works Hung but yeah david chimney with care you couldn't get that. My biggest reason, you can't put that on a graphic. No. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> the same Christmas tree image just shrunk way down. Like, it's just it's like really so with small. like the white and gray JPEG uh, square yeah. around it to show that it's smaller. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would have been so funny. <laughs> 
That, it I blows like me. Stocking, though. It blows me away that you didn't go with like wreath. Or I feel like stockings a, better than wreath. What about better? I think. What about better. the like the uh, inflatable small tree thing? Those are yeah, pretty yeah, modern. Yeah. The, the big, big inflatable snowman and nice. whatever. Yeah, that's good. That, oh yes, yeah. I guess that goes with, like outdoor snow globe? decorations. Snow. I love snow, snow globes. Globe. Those Tins are more of an activity to me globe? than a decoration, though. Those are fun. That's like a toy. Snow globe activity. Definitely a decoration, shaking? though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We'll give so David, David you a are snow globe. He'll be busy man. for an hour. <laughs> know about decorations man i don't know about this the nativity way of scene <laughs> is a big one that's a good nativity one yeah. nativity scene is one. one there's multiple kinds Garland. yeah i guess of flowers what could i say like the ornaments just ornaments or like the star on top of the tree i i had star, star on, on my list yeah. big star. the big glass balls that go on the tree can like, i have pick wait wait sure. how about could i pick like the giant trees at a like disney no, hey, bro, you picked, man. I don't, even if we did let you get that. stocking, you're done. one of the, one of the decorations. Oh my god, one of the um, decorations I, have, I had on let me my run list through were the, the awful, like, elementary school uh, ornaments that you made. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the I have so many of those. The paper snowflakes. So, oh, yes. snowflakes. We have like the popsicle, popsicle stick reindeer that were made. <laughs> and, yeah. Yes. 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 All very good. Two, it's, it says two mom on it. Yeah. Matt, Matt, I got to <laughs> say, before, the you, ornament itself. before you run down the teams, Matt, this has got to be our best draft ever, bar, bar none. Just, you know, I love topical. It. I genuinely feel like any team could win here. Like genu- like when it comes to social media and the graphic, I, I really feel like every any team could out. win. Mm. I'm excited to find out. Let's, let's run through the teams and we'll do a quick honorable mention and we'll get the hell out of here. It's been a long draft. Um, David. 101, the obvious NBA basketball. Um, Last Christmas by Wham, Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry, It's a Wonderful Life, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version, and then Stockings Hung on the Chimney by Claire. Um, I got All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, Christmas Baby Please Come Home by Darling Love, The Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, Opening Presents, and The Target Christmas Pillows. Um, Klein, he got Home Alone, The Muppet Christmas Carol, It's a Wonderful, It's the most wonderful time of the year by andy williams rocking around the christmas tree by brenda lee christmas lights in the first round and then christmas baking as his miscellaneous activity jack elf miracle on 31st street santa claus coming to town by the jackson five driving around looking at christmas lights wonderful christmas time by paul mccartney and then um is that it that's it and then the christmas tree as your decoration um quick movies Um, what was that the regular size christmas tree Regular size Christmas tree, of course, of course. Of course. Um, a Douglas fir. I'll put a, Jack on the graphic. You get Douglas fir, not Christmas tree. A Douglas fir. <laughs> um, uh, movies. Um, does anybody have any honorable mentions? There's Charlie one that Brown we Christmas. definitely missed. Yep. That's that was the classic. Yeah. If we were going to do Christmas albums, not favorite. just songs, that's my favorite Christmas album. The Charlie Brown Christmas. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, worse, worse than the McAllisters. Charlie Brown's friends in that movie. <laughs> Horrible this, people. You're not wrong. Just horrible. Um, Home Alone two, which I I almost like. Yep. It, it would have been a cop out. Like you can't draft. It's Home not Alone as 2. good. No. Yeah, it's still like a little worse. Um, uh, Frosty Scrooged. the Snowman. I really enjoy oh. Scrooged. 
I would say the Santa, I think like Rudolph Santa Claus is coming to town, the like claymation one yep. with Chris Kringle. Scary. Scary. Love that. Love that. Like, I would go I would go Rudolph before I go Santa Claus coming to town, yeah. but me too. I'm Mr. White Christmas. If, if yes. you have not seen Klaus on Netflix, oh, do yourself wonder- a favor. Mm. It's one of Wonderful. my favorite Christmas movies of all time already. Mm. JK Simmons. So oh my god. So good. Um, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Um, yeah. Look, Dad, a rose subject ladder company. So fucking funny. Um, <laughs> Jingle all the way. Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of the greatest Christmas villains of all time. Iron and, Man uh, three. Daryl Hammond. Iron Man three, of course. Hawkeye. Liam Crowley. Uh, Die Hard. Die Hard. We did miss, we did miss Die Hard. That's gonna be tough. That's the it. best what about, movie on this list. What about Batman Returns? Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent a Christmas movie. 100%. The entire thing is in a snow globe. <laughs> the entire movie. Um, on songs, White Christmas, Shocked it didn't get picked. Boom, boom. That's like as Christmas as it gets. And then um, Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. A modern day classic. Oh, good one. I love that song. I had Run so DMC Christmas and Hollis on my list. That's an iconic few uh-huh. opening few bars. It was bars a simple never to the I quick Quick story, guys, real quick. My honorable mention, Silent Night, because um, I one year, fall 2020, semester ended. I, it was a horrible semester. I was so busy. I go outside in the cold, play Silent Night just to appreciate the moment, and a shooting star, the first and only shooting star I've ever oh, seen, nice. flew right above my head as the song started. Wow. One of my favorite memories of all time. Song I thought Jack was going to take, because this feels like a very Jack pick, and I'm surprised it's still on the board, was Carol of the Bells. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially that John Williams Manheim version from Home Oh yeah, dude. Home Alone is just so classic. <laughs> I mean, that I like so much. The, the the music is so good in those movies. Uh huh. Um, decoration. Uh, we mentioned all those already. Miscellaneous activity: the nap, the Christmas nap, mm. huge. Yep. Hand in hand with um, the NBA basketball. Playing the video game you just got. Yep. Norad track Santa. Um, I was all over oh, that. Oh yeah. Norad, let's go. <laughs> I feel like if we were picking the anti miscellaneous activity would be the 26th. That's like the worst. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, we're see, going that's for shop- the re- that's shopping day here. No, we're going back for the returns of uh, 100 people out there and you're like, "Wait, what are we doing for New Year's?" and then you get uh, I hate it. Ugly I had Christmas, Christmas carolers. Oh yeah. All of a sudden it's like, "Wait, we got to start putting down." Is that real? Christmas decoration. What? Is that a real thing? Christmas caroling. What? Has anybody oh, ever yeah. done it? Or has anybody it's a real ever thing. done to them? Yep. Yes. Not. Never in my life has anybody ever knocked on my door and said, Hey, can I sing you a song? <laughs> really? Me neither. I I've never, I've never had it. That's it happens. It happens in neighborhoods. People have come to your door and started singing. <laughs> yes. They, I would yeah. shut that door so quickly. Oh my God. <laughs> Jack, what if yeah. they were singing louder? Dude, I can just play the song on Spotify. Like, Matt, what if, what if, I, what if I told you that we have done it? Like, I have been the that's, one at the door. Fine, that's I would crazy. Keep the door I've never seen it in real life ever. Yeah, <sighs> like a uh, uh, Jennifer Connelly in Top Gun Maverick, she leaves that door open. Oh. Um, and my last miscellaneous activity: when all of your siblings are over twenty-one years old on Christmas, because like usually it's when you're all together for the <laughs> yeah. first time in a while. <laughs> And we could right. all have a good time. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll just enjoy an eggnog or two. It's really fun. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. Good one. I had skating, well, guys, but I didn't been... think the like Jack and David would 
have. I, I'm so that. bad I, at skating. Alana wants me not. to skate so bad. I have broken a leg, broke both my bones, and I mean, rolled my ankle how many times, sprained it so many times. I will. I told her I will not go skating unless it's in New York City at, was it, Rockefeller Center? That, mm-hmm. that iconic. All I'll do it there. Bones. Nowhere else. All two of my yeah. bones in my leg, bro, snapped. Oof, it was bad. I'm very good at skating. It's very fun. Um, Guys, this was so much fun. This is a blast. It went way too long. I don't care. This has been the Christmas draft. We're going to put a graphic up. It's going to be a good time. Happy holidays, everybody. And holidays. Um, uh, we'll do we'll do this again another time. Klein, Jack, David, thank you all so much. I'm Matt. We'll see you next time. Dear, 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 dear. I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time.